If you want to share the show mouth to mouth too, mouth we, to we mouth. recommend that it is consensual. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is June 5th. 2020 episode 205 and this week when satanists walk and burning bezos my name's basil and this is gons welcome to another episode of canary cry news talk where we're alive on the you fascists twitch dlive facebook and periscope twitter i'm gonna say i don't care anymore i don't care anymore basil <laughs> uh oh watch out everybody yeah watch out you don't care you don't care that uh, you've been demonetized for harmful content yeah so it looks like there's a purge going on of uh like-minded youtube channels and i fell into the the batch of uh channels that were uh, no longer eligible to monetize because of harmful content Oh, Gonzo, it's about time somebody put you in your place. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. No, that's yeah. uh, very unfortunate. Uh, of course, everybody out there knows uh, if you're not part of the Patreon, uh, then, uh, you know, the, the, the things are demonetized. The, the yeah. internet uh, content creation uh, ecosystem is disintegrating if you don't follow uh, you know the marching orders from whoever gives those and so there you go you f- they finally got you buddy of course it's been well, a, it's yeah. been sort of a long it's been it's been like a tumble down an escalator yeah down an up escalator for you and that youtube channel it, as far as monetization <laughs> goes huh it feels like i was on like a a downward slope ski course or something and i was like dodging trees and and going off little cliffs, but landing on my feet. But I finally wiped out. They were finally uh, able to take take me out. Well, at least the monetization, which has already been smashed by you know eighty eighty five percent from the the highs a few yeah. years ago. So really, so, you had nothing to lose. They just uh, took away your your yeah. last five dollars you were making <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't much, but you know, I think we'll be okay, especially because we have awesome supporters uh, on Patreon, on, on my Patreon, the Face Like the Sun Patreon account, but also yeah. Canary Cry News Talk, Canary Cry Radio, and just there's enough people supporting right now to, to keep us moving forward. So, you know, it's not the to, worst thing. Yes, to not but, have us give up. So that's very well, good news. Yeah, but you and, know, it's the principle mm-hmm. of being labeled harmful content. Uh, that yeah, harms that's just mean, me. man. I, it is mean. They don't have to. They don't have the rubbed salt in the wound. <laughs> yeah, and and I actually went thinking? through the, I went through the actual uh, document of you know they they give you a little thing like hey just read over this and see where you went wrong, and uh, okay I'm just gonna go through real quick inappropriate language I don't think so, content containing gruesome graphic or disgusting account uh, accounts or imagery not really depicts of violence no. Sexually explicit content, no. Nudity, no. Sexually suggestive content, can't speak for Basil, but Ooh. <laughs> just, Ooh, just kidding. So sexy. Um, <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> pranks, challenges, dares, and stunts. So if you're a jackass no fan. No stunts? Yeah. No <laughs> stunts allowed? 
<laughs> I know what? it's weird, right? Uh, body modification and medical procedure content that you mean threatens- my Basil's Basil's burnout page is going to get taken down where I do six stunts. Yeah. Yeah. No good content that threatens or advocates for physical or mental harm on oneself or others. Uh, Far from it. Harm to self, harm to others or harmed by others, which is a weird one. And that's the only one. That's the first one where I thought, okay, maybe, but it's content relating to suicide, eating disorder, bullying, harassment. No promotes the use of weapons. No content relating to cannibalism. No, uh, dangerous acts <laughs> not to be intimidated or uh, sorry, imitated, which uh, maybe your VR thing was. That might be why uh, Basil's burnout stunt spectacular <laughs> got taken out, taken out before it even got started promoting or advocating yep. for harmful health or medical claims or practices uh, content that incites hatred, promotes discrimination, disparages or humiliates. And uh, okay. So this is the only one I thought maybe content or a couple of them, a couple more actually one content that encourages others to believe that a personal group is inhuman, inferior or worthy of being hated. Ah, uh, that's where it's the lizard people. The man. lizard people are offended. You were talking, you were talking smack about the lizard people or and the, uh, the, yeah, the Freemasons or whoever promoting, promoting terrorism and violent extremism. No content that is incendiary and demeaning. No content that harasses, intimidates or bullies an individual or group of individuals. And I think that's where they people. actually got me. I think that's part of it because it's a uh, content. Were you that, bullying people? No, but I think that's content that suggests a tragic event or a tragic event did not happen or that no. victims or their families are actors or complicit, uh, complicit in a cover up of, of the event. So I, I think <laughs> I talked so about specific, I know so specific, but I think those. when I talked about know what YouTube looks like. Um, but remember people, you can go to settings, the little toggle wheel, little settings wheel and put that quality a little bit lower should help with your, uh, help with your buffering yeah. uh, issues there. Uh, looks um, like we're yeah, having, Gons- some, looks like we're having a little, uh Oh, we just went offline for a second. Our bit rate just dropped to 46 kilobytes for a moment. Ooh, they're getting you, man. Which <laughs> they, they tracked you down. They tracked me down. They, they really don't like me talking about any of this stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of issues right now. This is yeah. not good. Not yeah. good for the well, live streams. We'll just plug ahead. We'll just plug ahead. Yep. I did get a, just now I opened up an article. Um, this is from CBS News. Two National Guardsmen injured by lightning strike during George Floyd protests in D.C. Mm. So we got uh, National Guard getting struck by lightning. I did That's, see uh, the, uh, I didn't include it for the episode, but there was some footage of uh, the Washington Monument, the giant obelisk getting struck by lightning. It's pretty compelling, actually. Mm. Let me try to throw it in there because it's a, it's kind of a gnarly uh, thing here. Let me throw it in right there. For those of you watching, it's kind of a far shot of uh, Washington. You can see the Washington Monument and like a Ooh, like a whoa. hard strike right on the, yeah. the obelisk there. So, you of them, holy smokes! I mean, that's kind of like uh, Jesus saying, like you know, he saw Satan fall like lightning. Plus, if you know about the obelisk and the truth surrounding that, it's like, mm, okay. Yes, the symbology of the uh, the obelisk there, being uh, um, yeah, Osiris. I want to give a piece. Want to give a little shout out to some Twitch people. We got Flippy Official in the chat there. Six String Commandos back. We got the Sin Kitty 
C Y N for just so everybody knows. Uh, a, a, a supporter of the show over on Patreon. Thank you so much. Um, Garibaldi chatbots back. This is great. We got the whole gang back together. Nice. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. yeah. Um, so anything else before we uh, start getting into the, the show here, Gons? No. You got anything? Okay. No. Anything happened to you? Were you banned from anything or, or, uh, no, it's been a pretty <laughs> uneventful since the last show, which is uh, a relief. A relief yeah, seriously, for me. A little relief. I know. Good. I mean, it's the 2020 continues to uh, be the the year of the crumbling of all society, but uh, at least for me. <laughs> or at least, least American society. Days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do have some other things happening in the news, Gons, and let me tell you, it's going to be biblical. Oh. It will kill. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be biblical. There Off it my is. Game. Okay, this is from thecut.com. The headline reads, A catastrophic oil spill in Russia has turned a river red. Dun, dun, dun. As we've noted before, it's looking more and more like the end times. Oh, good. Thecut.com. Uh, self style, self culture, and power. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's on everybody's mind, looking- man. I know. Even the even uh, yeah, these secular outlets know it's the end of days. Now, in addition to clouds of locusts and strange weather events, there was a massive oil spill in northern northern Russia over the weekend, causing a 7.5 mile stretch of water to turn dark red. The spill resulted in 20,000 tons of diesel oil leaking into a river in the Arctic Circle. The company responsible, Norilsk Nickel, is suggesting the spill may have been caused by thawing permafrost that damaged an oil storage tank. Russian President Vladimir Putin apparently only found out about it after people started posting photos of the Red River on social media two days after the spill began. Wow, two days. And he got it. He got the news from social media. Putin needs to listen to uh, Canary Cry, I think. Yeah. Um, Interesting, fun little uh, switcheroo, or maybe not a switcheroo, but uh, the company, the oil company, was saying that the the spill may have been caused by thawing perma- permafrost from, uh, you know, uh, global warming. So the company that, uh, you know, burns, creates the oil to, uh, if you're following the, the mainstream storyline there, the burning of the oil that this company uh, manufactures, creating uh, global warming, and then it's global warming that uh, spills the oil. So, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's a closed system. Putin has now declared a state of emergency in the nearby city of Norilsk to free up more resources for, for cleanup, which may cost $1.5 billion and could take between 5 and 10 years to complete. Holy smokes. Greenpeace has compared the spill to the 1989 Exxon Valdez disaster in Alaska, and a criminal probe has been launched into the energy company responsible. The factories in the area have made Norilsk one of the most polluted places on Earth. Oh, no. Alexei Ook. Nishnikov uh, of the World Wildlife Fund says the spill is believed to be the second largest in modern Russian history. He added diesel fuel is lighter than oil, so it is likely to evaporate rather than sink, but it also, quote, more toxic to clean up. 
the quote continues, the incident led to catastrophic consequences, and we will be seeing the repercussions of this for years to come. Sergei Verkovets, coordinator of the Arctic Project for WWF Russia, said in a statement, quote, we are talking about dead fish polluted plumage of birds and poisoned animals that's what we're talking about guns the destruction of wildlife i just so there can't, you go uh, we got rivers rivers turning to blood up there in the arctic circle i, I uh, uh listeners early listeners of canary cry news talk will remember this little jingle here Jim. i was reminded because of the wwf i know it's not Old it's wwe now they had to change it but you know, for anybody that's old enough to remember, WWF yeah. was the uh, old thing. Uh, one of the things, the reason why we called it biblical is because, of course, the river has turned red. And we know about the passage from Revelation 16.4. I'll read from the King James, King James Bible. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. So Ooh, not quite spooky. blood, but close. You know, more, it's just a lot of biblical-ish type things going on out there. And there's one more story, just uh, another biblical one. It's got to be biblical. This one, a little more obscure, I suppose. Shankinnewsdaily.com. Wine and spirits retail growth stays strong as hard seltzer surges. I'll just read one paragraph at the beginning here. The wine and spirits categories both maintain their rapid pace of, uh, in off-premise outlets in the week through May 23rd. This is, I guess, a couple weeks old from the data, uh, but the article is published on the 4th of June. With wine dollar sales increasing 27%, per, uh, 27% and spirits jumping 33%. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Beer, cider, and FMBs advanced by 21% and hard seltzer driving growth and blah, blah, blah. Point is, wine sales going up, you know, during the whole Corona thing. Everyone's sitting at home. They're ordering their wine. And again, go back to Revelation. We're going to go to Revelation 6, 6 this time. Again, I'll read it from the King James Version. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil. We just talked mm. about the oil. And the wine. So there you go. Don't hurt the oil and the wine. And here we have a story about oil spill and the uh, the wine continuing to be or increasing in sales. So wow. Some, you know, I mean, not saying that we're that we know thirty three. We got to figure out what the message is, man. Uh, maybe to not mess with the the wine. Don't hurt. Don't hurt the wine. Don't, <laughs> Don't hurt, hurt the, the wine. wine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, Gans, uh, I got a little update for you, and it's about uh, one of our favorite horsemen. The four horsemen. Anytime you see the four horsemen, it's something special. That's right. We're talking about the four horsemen of the Technocalypse, folks. And uh, just to keep everybody updated, if this is your first show, the four horsemen of the Technocalypse is uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who follows us on Twitch, uh, Elon Musk, who also follows us on Twitch, and his clone. Uh, Jeff Bezos, RFID chips for sale, follows us on Twitch, and uh, Bill Gates, uh, Bill and Melinda both follow us on Twitch. So there you go. We, they all love the show, and uh, they are the four horsemen of the technocalypse uh, dragging us into the ultimate uh, 
end of uh, all humanity. But here's the thing. <laughs> Elon, as we know, we love scanning this guy's Twitter. Um, and yet on the 4th, that was last show day, he tweeted, time to break up Amazon. Monopolies are wrong. So there you go. We got uh, trouble in paradise over with the four horsemen. Yeah. Well, I, I think there was a book that was banned. Uh, this was a book from Alex Berenson. And it was, uh, I don't remember the topic. I think somebody, uh, there was an article about it. Uh, Unreported Truth About COVID-19 and Lockdowns, Part 1, Introduction in Death Counts and Estimates. And yeah, obviously Amazon's going to ban that book, uh, not allow him to publish it. And so he was upset about it. And Elon was upset about it. And, um, you know, it's, I, I don't know if this was planned. I mean, I, I guess I suppose everything is planned to a degree. Uh, but this uh, <laughs> the story that kind of goes along with this one from uh, my neck of the woods. So Elon Musk says Amazon needs to break up. Well, somebody maybe took the message a little too seriously. Burn it all. This is a, a story from the Charlotte Observer. Video shows massive fire engulf an Amazon distribution center in California. An Amazon distribution warehouse is seen on video burning from a massive fire, California firefighter mm. said. The San Bernardino County Fire Protection District said on Twitter that a massive fire broke out at about 5.30 a.m. Friday. So, yeah, so it was the day after the uh, Elon tweet. wonder if he's going to get... He's going to get in trouble for that. Was this a Black Lives Matter related fire? I don't, you know, let me just keep reading here. Let's find out. Uh, The Friday at the third party Amazon distribution center in Redlands, California, located more than 60 miles east of L.A. Quote, it's a major structure fire at a warehouse. There are some Amazon trucks on the outside of it. It's been reported that it's a supplier of Amazon. Redlands city manager Charles M. Dugan Jr. told Fox 11. Uh, he also stated that, quote, definitely not protest related. Definitely not. Definitely, okay. definitely not. Uh, but, but certainly related to Elon's tweet. Amazon told CBS LA that no workers reported being injured. The company also expects minimal impact to customer orders, according to the news outlet. That's good. Uh, we also uh, quote where we are glad everyone is safe and thankful for the efforts of the local firefighters and first responders. Amazon told CBS LA this site was operated by a third party and we will support them throughout this process. Yada, yada, yada. And the pictures of course of more, more burning building pictures uh, as if uh, there's not enough burning right yeah, now. Yeah, As if country. we hadn't seen enough burning buildings recently. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of a gnarly fi- I mean, it's big. It's, it's a, it's a huge Where's everybody going to get their widgets and knickknacks? Come I'm, on. I don't know how the it's, it's going to not affect deliveries. I mean, the whole place is burning down. Well, yeah, it of course will affect deliveries. Now, of course, they'll try to uh, transfer those orders over to other distribution centers. But um, yeah, we'll see. Your Amazon Prime two-day delivery might have a little bit of a bit of a delay there folks so, here's, so just here's, sit tight here here's my theory this is a uh, this is some elon musk versus jeff bezos type of thing hitting the streets this is a uh, the two of the four horsemen of the technocalypse going head to head while uh, bill gates is out there doing his thing and, and zuck doing his thing with the mm-hmm. with the you know drones but yeah that's my theory 
Elon is is uh, responsible for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Better watch oh, what you careful, t- tweet, man. Elon. Yeah, careful, man. I got to say, we. I mean, yeah, there you go. And uh, hopefully the Amazon fire doesn't... Uh, Inter- maybe that's why the Twitch stream is being interrupted. Oh, um, but yeah. I guess it's it's all the streams getting interrupted. Yeah. So that doesn't work. But Gans, I got something for you. you this do. is from uh, SACurrent.com, the San Antonio Current. And the article is titled, Bexar County GOP Chair Claims George Floyd's Killing Was a Staged Event to Hurt Trump. Your wish is my command, masters. All right. So this is uh, pretty interesting when you see, you know, actual politicians coming out and uh, pulling, you know, the uh, not the party line, I guess. Uh, this is a dangerous thing for politicians to be talking about. But here we go. The article reads, San Antonio political observers are accustomed to Bexar uh, County Republican Chairwoman Cynthia Brem spinning con- uh, conspiracy webs. After all, just last month, she claimed the coronavirus was a Democratic hoax and has long maintained that county officials engage in widespread voter fraud. This time, though, Brem appears to have outdone herself. In a now-deleted Facebook post, the local GOP leader theorized that the death of George Floyd while in Minneapolis police custody might be, quote, a staged event meant to undermine President Donald Trump's chances to black with black voters. Express News political columnist Gilbert Garcia shared a screenshot of Brem's post on Twitter yesterday. Uh, quote, these officers were involved in something. I'm not sure exactly what, but something is just not adding up, Brem wrote. Quote, also, this supposed officer is now missing from his home where uh, nowhere to be found has the smell of MK Ultra activation. Ooh, she went Whoa. there. <laughs> she went all the way to MK Ultra. Yeah. Of course, a famous conspiracy theory yet documented. <laughs> heavily uh, documented. <laughs> heavily documented and declassified the MK Ultra project. And for those who don't know, MK Ultra uh, being the CIA operation, correct? Yes. Yes. To uh, brainwash children and turn them into, uh, you know, super soldiers to take out uh, or, or to complete missions later on in life when they are triggered. Uh, quote, uh, think Jason Bourne, something like that. Jason Bourne. There's actually the movie called MK Ultra. Uh, yes. I have not seen it. Have you? I have. Yeah, I've seen it. Ooh. It's, it's, Ooh. it's like the, it's like a teen romance version of, of the whole idea. Basically just some kid, he gets, you know, he had some past. He didn't remember uh, was that the one with uh, Jesse Eisenberg? I, d- I don't know actors' names. Come on, I'm uh, not. In, I'm not into it as much as you I are. I think I. I don't know. There was one with Jesse Eisenberg and uh, oh, I don't know that other girl's name, but uh, yeah, pretty big, pretty big stars in one of them. Yeah. I don't know if that was the actual one, but then, all right. Yeah. Article con- article continues. Quote: I think that there is, at the very least, the possibility that this was a filmed public execution of a black man by a white cop with the purpose of create, uh, creating racial tensions and driving a wedge in the growing group of anti-deep state sentiment from common people that have already been psychologically traumatized by COVID-19 fears. 
uh, the, wow, the quote continues. Long tweet, this woman. Well, it's a Facebook post, so yeah. <laughs> Historically, in election years and politically contested areas or groups, racial or gun violence incidents are becoming commonplace. Considering the rising approval level of the President Trump in the black community, an event like this was entirely predictable, she says. Brem's MK Ultra activation statement is a clear reference to Project MK Ultra, a series of mind control experiments on human subjects undertaken by the CIA from the 50s through the early 70s. <laughs> Republican officials were largely silent. What's that? I'm just laughing because they're, they're towing the, oh, it ended in the 70s, you know? Of course. And, the CIA and, and told us that they don't Clinton, brainwash people anymore. Either Clinton or Bush. I don't remember. One of the presidents had to come out and apologize for it. I don't remember that. Uh, remember I would that? love to see that oh, clip, yeah. though. It was like, wow. yeah, well, well, we can look for it maybe later, but. Yeah, keep okay. going. Keep we'll going. Keep an eye out for it. Oop, I lost it. Here we go. Republican officials were largely silent after Brem's May 22nd rally, where she claimed the Democrats had ginned up the uh, coronavirus pandemic to, quote, undo all the good President Trump has done for our country. However, this time it appears at least one Republican elected official felt the need to draw the line. In a tweet, freshman U.S. Republican uh, Chip Roy who's running to keep a seat representing the Texas Hill country and part of San Antonio said Brem should resign quote. If this is an accurate email, Roy himself, no stranger to wild claims shared the screen capture of Brem's post. Chip, uh, don't naturally. Do <laughs> don't do it. Chip. Don't, don't do get it, involved, chip. buddy. Naturally Democrats seized on Brem's claim. Naturally. Uh, citing it as evidence that the Trump era GOP has divorced itself from reality in an emailed statement. The Texas Democratic Party called on Republican state Senator Pete Flores, Governor Abbott and the Republican Party of Texas to denounce her words, quote, the dangerous and hateful conspiracies we're seeing Cynthia Brem put out are a result of the Republican Party abandoning truth, said Texas Democratic Party spokesperson Abby Rahman. Uh, Texas Republican leaders can have lied to the public whenever it is can, can and, and have, have. yes <laughs> lied to the uh, to the public whenever it is politically expedient. Reality is just a concept to them now. So there you go. You got a official Republican uh, law people, lawmen, law lawmakers well, coming out talking about MK Ultra. You know it's interesting. It says right here in this quote yeah. that um, what did it say? The dangerous and hateful conspiracies. I don't know if hateful is necessary, necessarily the right word. I mean, that's that's what's triggered when people hear, you know, talk about conspiracy theories, that uh, they're hateful and that you're a racist if you believe in conspiracy theories. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I disagree with hateful, but uh, certainly someone in their position could consider them dangerous and uh, maybe wacky. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, we've seen, we reported on the, the politician in Italy stand up and talk about Bill Gates and how he wants to try to vaccinate everybody and he should be arrested. So it's, it's interesting how all of this, I guess what used to be more fringy concepts are entering the political realm slowly but surely. And Texas and Italy more in common than, uh, than maybe once thought. Yeah. And I don't know that that's necessarily a, a well, uh oh, one of my monitors went out. Uh, it's, it's not like a, it's not bad per se, but I don't know that it's necessarily good either. 
you know, because yeah. it, it could be, I don't know. It just, because of the nature of politics in general, it's just going to drive as this article. And obviously this is a left leaning outlet here, uh, calling it, you know, uh, or at least quoting people talking about how they've lost touch with reality and that kind of stuff. Um, that's not helpful either, you know? So it, it, yeah. it almost makes it more difficult for a certain segment of the population to actually look into this stuff rather than because they can just dismiss it. Oh, it's the crazy Republican lady, you know, yeah. talking about all this nonsense. Whereas someone a little more rational might look at that and say, Oh, a real politician is talking about it. Maybe there's something more to it. And you can right. go watch films like minds of men who was, which was also banned off of uh, Amazon. That's by uh, Aaron and Melissa Dykes. If you haven't watched it, it's a, um, it's a, it's a tough watch just because it's three hours of black and white and just the most depressing thing you'll, ever hear or see. But. I do want to bring up something along the same conversation. Uh, somebody in, on YouTube who does follow us on Twitch, and I don't know why you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> you need to go over to Twitch, watch on Twitch. Um, but uh, they commented, are are they conspiracy if it's true? And uh, well, the, yeah. the, point, the point well made, but I will say this shows um, the the improper use of the word conspiracy because in uh, the mainstream conspiracy uh me you know a conspiracy just means it was a plan it was a plan that somebody had and they they executed the plan that doesn't necessarily mean that it's crazy just thinking that somebody had a plan uh does not mean, you know, false, but now right. people use the word conspiracy almost interchangeably with the word false. Well, yeah. Uh, and and or they some, forget or made up or something. And they forget the part about the theory part. Conspiracy theory is right. one thing. That's exactly and obviously right. that, theory that phrase, is the word you want to point out. Yeah. And that phrase, you know, people have brought up how that was a phrase that was sort of weaponized post, uh, assassination of JFK. The phrase existed mm-hmm. before, but it became more of a, a way to, you know, basically shut up the people that were questioning the JFK assassination. Um, and, and, you know, you look at that document, I, I kind of dug into it a few weeks ago and, and you look into it and there was a, I think there was a Snopes trying to debunk it, but it was kind of funny. They had to do a little wiggle around to make it seem like that's not what the CIA was trying to do. But um, yeah, it's the theory part. You know, if you're just looking at the words by themselves, conspiracies happen all the time conspiracy theory is where you might get in trouble because you don't know for sure. It's just a theory, but mm. uh, to that poster, um, and YouTube, uh, the, the, the point is taken in that it's not really, a, a, a with something like MK ultra, which is proven and documents have been released. It's a true conspiracy. Uh, the question, the theory part comes in as to whether or not they are still applying the same tactics today. And obviously you look at, you know, Gladio. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, Cointel Pro. There, there's all. There's tons of stuff that you. A can lot of talk that. about Cointel Pro in uh, uh, the mainstream recently as well. I don't yeah. know if we have an article uh, set up for that on this show, but I was just uh, watching some clips from a mainstream outlet, and they're talking about very interesting. All this stuff is going mainstream, man. We're not. We're not so fringy anymore. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. I'm sure some of those yeah. old time uh, conspiracy folks would be proud, you know the the uh, the folks that have passed on already, but uh, were definitely there to uh, tell us about it in like the '90s and stuff, you know, even before then. But a lot of them came out in the '90s. 
the good researchers. Is there like a a a troll? Not a troll, but a spam. Yeah, there's guy? a spammer in the chat. Okay, I got him. You got him. Locked. You got him. <laughs> You've been. You done got banned. Okay, fantastic. I ban you. I ban you. Okay, Steve. Ban you. Uh, let's do the next story. Let's do it. This is concerning money. <laughs> This is from complex.com. Here are some companies putting up money for social justice amid worldwide protests. And uh, let me just go through this because it's, um, I did the math and I'll give you the, the sum total that's being uh, given to these social justice groups here. As protests continue nationwide, and the nationwide is crossed out for some reason. I wonder if that's because it's no longer. Oh, worldwide. Oh, it's even more intense. In support of social justice, particularly in the wake of the murder of George Floyd and amid ongoing acts of aggression from police. <laughs> not, not looters or anything. Just, just police are the aggressive ones. Hmm. Companies small and large have been entering the mainstream discussion with messages of support for various organizations, including Black Lives Matter and other uh, and others pushing for societal reform. And while many of those messages have received criticism for feeling more performative than genuine, a number of companies have also backed up their statements with announcements of financial assistance, ranging from hundreds of thousands of dollars to, in some cases, millions. Of course, millions. given the massive wealth accumulated by a number of these companies, criticism is still circulating regarding how much more could be given in an effort for a sustained and united <laughs> push for reform. I saw a, I think it was a Kia commercial and oh, really? the whole Kia commercial was, uh, here at Kia, we've given a million dollars to black lives matter. Cause we care <laughs> like a million. That's it. That's it. Also, oh, you'll, you'll, why you'll are see. you telling me this on a commercial? Oh yeah. It's like the most intense, uh, virtue signaling. It's, it's the uh, commercialized virtue signaling. Oh, they don't bad. even say like, they just go, you know who we are. We gave a million dollars because we care. And that's it. Kia, drive it for a little bit. <laughs> well, the other criticisms I, w I was seeing was uh, that these companies, some of them laid off a lot of people after the stimulus checks went to these big corporations. and But then all of a sudden they have these millions of dollars to give to social justice groups. So that's that's kind of the criticism I was seeing. But at any rate, we've compiled a list below of noteworthy companies and brands, including those in the film, tech, and music spaces that have publicly announced donations to social justice groups, and uh, they give a little link to how to do it. I'm not going to go through the, all the details, but I'll give you the numbers. Disney uh, said they're pledging $5 million towards nonprofit organizations advancing social justice, and it includes $2 million to the NAACP. Uh, a24. I don't even know what that is. You know what that is, Basil? A24? No, never heard of it. N neither have I. Uh, it's an independent entertainment company behind Uncut Gems. We'll be giving ah. 500000 to organizations including Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective, Black Lives Matter, Communities United for Police Reform, blah, blah, blah. All these groups. Bad Robot in conjunction with the Katie McGrath and J.J. Abrams Family Foundation, will disperse mm -hmm. $10 million across five years 
to multiple hey, organizations. That's a, that's, that's a, a good real, chunk. That's a real donation. Two million that's a year. That's how you do it, Kia. <laughs> Bad robot. You got TikTok uh, dropping $3 million. So there you go. Twitter. Jack Dorsey stepping up with $3 million for the Colin Kaepernick Know Your Rights camp. Mm. Ugh. Come on, Jack. Uh, Apple. This was interesting. Though a dollar amount was not or has not been announced, Apple boss Tim Cook said in a recent open letter that the company would be providing financial assistance to organizations, including the blah, 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 all these groups. Facebook, the Zuck, Zuck Muckerberg, uh, despite still allowing Facebook to remain recklessly Facebooky, said in a recent <laughs> post that the company would be putting $10 million towards organizations, quote, working on racial justice in the U.S., $10 million. And good you know, old that's so funny because Facebook was one of the biggest contributors to the Donald Trump campaign. Yeah. And, uh, and now he's trying to play hear, even, trying to play cool now. Yeah. Yeah. You hear uh, the left side of the aisle complaining so much about Facebook giving money to uh, Donald Trump. And now they're, they're turning around and going for the other side. It seems kind of familiar, doesn't it? Paying for both sides of a war. Mm, hmm, yeah. It's almost like... It's almost like there's some sort of, what's the word? Conspiracy theory. <laughs> uh, Amazon pledges 10 million and will be distributed to multiple social justice organizations. Oh, Black yeah, Lives Matter. Yeah, go ahead. TikTok uh, is a Chinese company as well. Yes, all their servers are in China. Good luck with that, yep. all those kids out there uh, mm -hmm. posting all their data for Chinese servers. Yeah. Uh, and this is, this is what's hilarious. YouTube stated the company stands in solidarity with racism and violence. A tweeted statement late last month revealed the company was pledging $1 million in support of efforts addressing social injustice. It says at the end of last month. Okay. So, okay. never mind. I thought it was maybe they were trying to uh, piggyback on some earlier gifts to these organizations, but I forgot that we just turned the calendar here a few days ago. Mm. 1 million from YouTube. Come on, YouTube. You pay more than That's that. To, it? You pay more than that to, to people that put on makeup on video. <laughs> okay. Google, in addition to YouTube's donation of $1 million, Google, <laughs> Google at large is giving $1 million to the Equal Justice Initiative as well as another $10 million to other organizations. Got to keep up with the Amazons and the Facebooks. All $10 million, it's almost as if they got together and they're like, we will give no more than 10 million. Uh, oh, my monitor is really freaking out over here. This was the big one. Warner Music. Warner Music Group and primary owner Len Blavatnik's Family Foundation are launching a $100 million fund. There aiming, it is. <laughs> aiming to provide assistance for organizations, quote, on the front lines of the fight against racism and injustice and that help those in need across the music industry. You know what? I'm yeah. down with that, man. If you're going to be virtue signaling and making donations and making a big deal about it, at least do a hundred mil. Yeah. Especially anything, if, uh, le anything much less than that. And it's just, uh, I mean, it's just insulting, especially since they, they were part of the, uh, it, well, other music groups as well, but they were part of really pushing out, um, a lot of the gangster rap type of stuff in the early nineties. Yeah, yes, they've got yes, some. Uh, this is a part of the uh, conspiracy. 
Well, it is. It is part of the conspiracy. And that's one thing I'll say this, just since, you know, I'm always looking for ways to relate to the other side mm-hmm. uh, or to either of the sides. I'm just sitting here in the middle trying to help everybody see what's really going on. Um but yeah, you know, there is a big part of the problem uh, that is identified with, you know, identified by a lot of the Black Lives Matter people uh, that went on in the 90s was the big switch to gangster rap as sort of the main, um, you know, popular mu- music genre and how that was bad overall for the black community, you know, yeah. glorifying uh, criminal behavior and drugs and F guns police, and things like that. NWA. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, letting white people in on the, on the fun on gangster rap and how that was a, you know, part of the, the racist system, keeping people down. Um, so, you know, they, they've got a lot of penance to pay the music industry, I'd say. Yeah. Universal music group dropped $25 million for all kinds of groups, including black lives matter, Colin Kaepernick, 10K projects, 500,000, don't know who they are. Fenty. Pocket change. Yeah, yeah, pocket change. Fenty, which is Rihanna's fashion house, announced earlier that they'd be giving money to some groups, didn't announce how much. Lego announced that they would drop $4 million. Okay. Pokemon Company International, (laughs) $100,000. Oh, come on, Pokemon. (laughs) Pokemon. Pop it up. Uh, EA, EA, which is, uh, if you're familiar with some of the, um, video game, well, yes, video game. But if you, if you're familiar with, uh, Sumerian pantheon of gods, you will find EA is a very important God of, uh, the Sumerians. $1 million Airbnb, 500,000 feels kind of low for Airbnb lift 500,000, even though I think they typoed it. And it says 50,000 with the wrong comma. Uber, 1 million. DoorDash, 500,000. Republic Records, 25 million. Sony Music Group, 100 million. And uh, I did the math, add it all up. 186,600,000. And that doesn't include the, the numbers that weren't given, including Apple that did not give their numbers. But it's a whole I, industry, man. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. To give yeah. to social justice groups. Well, and here's the thing, too. The thing to keep in mind uh, with now, uh, you know what? I was going to go on a whole tangent about tax deductions, but I actually don't know for sure if these organizations are, um, you know, charitable organizations, 501, 501, 501 organizations. Actually, so. I was, I had a tab that I was going to go into, but I decided not to. Oh, this is not the tab. Or I was looking for the Black Lives Matter website that they had linked here, um, but there was uh, the list of demands on there were pretty, pretty complicated yeah. or pretty, pretty well, ridiculous. Actually, I do want to mention uh, a chatter over on YouTube. Work till you die. Uh, pointed out that the corporate money going into this movement is actually a little bit concerning and should be concerning across the board because it's when corporate money starts getting poured into, uh, you know, especially something like a social justice movement where it's so tied in with politics, um, that, you know, now you have a movement funded by corporations 
And, you know, I just have a really hard time believing that a company would give a hundred million dollars and not have any strings attached to it. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I actually was talking to my wife about this and she was kind of like, how, how are they even able to do this? That doesn't seem like legal almost. Yeah. Um, but I, well, it would have yeah. to be a, it would have to be a nonprofit or, right. I mean, they can give me, you can give money to whoever you want, right, but right, right. The, the, and that's the, that's what I'm talking about with the disturbing part of it is corporate money in politics is a huge problem, uh, in America and around the world. I mean, it's basically akin to true corruption. It just, yeah. it's just legal corruption is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, giving, where are these companies now? Look, I'm not saying they shouldn't give money where they need to give it. Certainly there's uh, strings attached to money being given to political uh, organizations, but you know, black lives matter is a political movement. It's not, not a political movement. Right. Uh, it may not be categorized by the IRS as a political organization, but this is a political movement. And so, you know, this is, it, it's worrisome. It's worrisome when big corporations, you know, get involved with politics. I mean, it's, it's basically what's going to bring down America and has been slowly degrading, you know, the, uh, uh the, the purity of, uh, the American democratic Republic for whatever, a hundred years or more. But, um, yeah, it, it's mixed with the virtue signaling of this type of giving, you know, it's, it's nothing but, uh, spells nothing but trouble for me. I mean, I want people. I want people to have the money they need, but uh, this smells fishy. Um, and you know why? If we're uh, along the lines of virtue signaling, wh- where's all the donations to the uh, the organizations that are feeding people during? Yeah, you know the <laughs> the, the actual mean, not, people. E- not even during a coronavirus issue. Not even during the economic crisis. Why are they not giving to charitable organizations? all the time and making a big deal about it. I mean, yeah. I know some charities that could do a lot with even some of the smaller amounts of money being given by these corporations. But right. here's the issue. They won't get the press for right. it. They won't get the virtue signaling yeah. and they won't get to uh, pull the strings on whatever political outcomes come that, that comes out of this whole movement. So well, these nice w- try corporations. <laughs> well, they're, 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 they are the cultural trendsetters, a lot of these giant corporations and film you know, studios and stuff like that. Uh, so they continue to uh, set the culture, the tone of the culture by doing something like this and making it a big deal and uh, yeah, virtue signaling, as you keep mentioning. And I think the public-private partnership aspect of this play uh, comes into play as well. And uh, again, I'll mention Joan Vion. She was a believer who passed away a couple years ago that did research on public-private partnerships, and that's how uh, lots of foreign corporations and stuff were able to come into the United States and basically start to partner with different groups or organizations. Uh, I mean, you think about public-private, it's it's a contradicting term, (laughs) but a public-private partnership, it it doesn't make any sense if you really think about it, but that's how they were able to do a lot of that stuff with the new world order system. So yep, not really surprising, but uh, yeah, where's, where's our check from 
some of the smaller ones. I'll take a half. I'm telling check. you, man. Support the <laughs> yeah. Support, we'll we'll support feed a lot the, more people uh, with uh, with truth. Support the little guys. We're better, man. We don't need corporate money. Know, we we've don't, we've we eschewed the corporate money. We're totally funded by the uh, the producers of the show, the and that's people. you people listening. Yeah. yeah All right, right, we got that, Gons. You wanna you wanna learn about uh, the beast system? <laughs> more more BLM, sure. Speaking of the beast system, beast 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 system. This was an interesting thing coming out on MSN.com, MSN Insider. The article is titled, titled UN Experts Slam, quote, modern day racial terror lynchings in the United States. Demand immediate reform. Whoa, bro. Okay. <laughs> UN uh, expert. So is he part of the UN or is he just an expert on the UN? There's probably a lot of I don't know. UN experts yeah, UN that are experts. not really into the UN. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> all right, let's let's learn more than two dozen United Nations human rights experts slammed the United States for its modern day racial terror lynchings following the killing of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery and numerous other black Americans. The killings all met the standard of lynching, according to a statement from the U.N., Hmm. Interesting. Will you, uh, while I continue reading this, look up the definition of lynching? Uh, the killings all met the standard of lynching, according to a statement from the UN Human Rights Office on Friday. They all involved impunity, particular disregard or depravity toward human life and the use of public spaces to assert racial control. All right, just real quick, and look, I'm not trying to nitpick here, but uh, Breonna Taylor, mm -hmm. who uh, was a, a victim of police violence um, back in March, I want to say, yeah, um, where police uh, served a no-knock warrant and busted into her house and unloaded a bunch of bullets into the house and ended up killing her while she was in her bed. Um and I believe, and this is why I want you to look up uh, lynching, I believe lynching, doesn't that have to be public? I mean, this says, and use the public spaces to assert racial control. Yeah. How is how is her bedroom a public space? Uh, I don't know. Uh, lynch, according to this definition here that I'm looking at, of a mob kill someone, especially by hanging for an alleged offense with or without a legal trial. So... I suppose the, the reason why the police came to the house, it was like the wrong house or something, right? Uh, or was that a different it's story? a long story. I did read up on it because I was very curious. Um, apparently, long story short, it was connected to an investigation with a drug uh, dealing house uh, that was located more than 10 miles away from her house. Uh, but the police suspected that... Okay. Uh, her house was receiving packages on behalf of the drug dealers, uh. Uh, which later the postal. So the cops say that during their investigation, the postal chief or whatever told them that, uh, you know, they were receiving mysterious packages on behalf of this other address. Uh, the postal worker, the postal chief or whatever they're called later came out and said, no, I didn't say that. And I couldn't say that. I'm not allowed to say that. Um, but anyways, they used that as an excuse to enter the house without announcing themselves and, uh, shot up the place. And that's, that, that's the story of Breonna Taylor. And she was, yeah. uh, I believe shot through the wall eight times or something, uh, while she was laying in bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, but not, uh, not a public space. 
Her bedroom is not a public space. Not that I'm saying it's cool at all. Horrific. Yeah, it's horrific. Not cool. But I don't. Um, was it even racially know. motivated? I don't even think that it's. Well, Gons, it's 2020. Everything okay. is racially right. motivated. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, let's continue. <laughs> Um, the group, uh oh, I lost my spot. There we go. The killings all met the standard of lynching. No, they didn't. The group includes UN Human Rights Council special rapporteurs and uh, working group members. They previously expressed their concern in a letter to the United States government. The group, which is independent from the UN, advises the intentional body and conducts fact finding mission. Okay. Black Americans, quote, continue to experience racial terror in state-sponsored and privately organized violence. The experts say nearly a century after the Tulsa massacre, uh, which is another horrible thing. Have you looked into the Tulsa massacre, Gons? Uh, I've heard about it. Uh, haven't read too much. Uh, on it, so in Tulsa, there was the richest um, uh, African-American community in the country. And uh, literally the, the KKK just mounted up and went into the community and just killed everybody, mm. like dropped bombs from planes and stuff. It was crazy. Um, yeah. Or, you know, incendiary devices, not like military missiles, but um, okay. Continuing. Uh, the Tulsa massacre, a racial terror campaign in 1921, led by white mobs who killed 300 black Americans and burned 1,200 homes. The police killing of George Floyd was prompted, uh, has prompted global protests just months after Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor were killed. Um, goes into Arbery's story. <laughs> the experts condemned American police violence against peaceful protesters as Americans take the streets calling for an end to police violence. Police have beaten them and fired tear gas and less lethal. Oh, I like that. Less lethal rounds, uh, like which is a, bullets? A, a more. Yes, they're talking about rubber bullets, which can and do kill people. Yeah. So they're usually called non-lethal rounds, but in this article, they call them less lethal rounds in the crowds, which raises rule of law concerns. The statement said, quote, we are deeply concerned that the nation is on the brink of a militarized response that reenacts the injustices that have driven people to the streets to protest. The experts said in a separate statement on uh, Friday. And that's what I'm worried about too. Militar the militarized response. We've been uh, Trump came out and said he is in so many words he says he's not afraid to institute martial law and that's a big issue. We've talked about it quite a bit, but uh, long story short, and I don't know if I said this on the last show, but you know during the Bush administration and the Obama administration, of course, a lot of worry about martial law. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, of course, people been talking about Trump uh, using martial law for a while before he threatened it himself. Um, but, you know, along with those other presidential uh, or those other presidents, people have been so concerned, both with Bush and Obama, that they would not give up the presidential uh, office during uh, an election. And one of the only ways that you can uh, halt an election is through martial law, because once martial laws instituted, uh, basically the, the president as commander in chief, the head of the military, um, that's the closest thing that you can get to an American king or dictator. Right. I like to say king because dictator is, you know, 
that's what everybody else tries to call Trump now. But, you know, so to, to depoliticize that, uh, it could turn Trump into a king uh, during an election year. And uh, I got to hold strong. I know that there's people who listen to the show who are Trump fans, and that's totally cool. Uh, I totally get it. But uh, for me and for, I think, most of his base, enacting martial law would be a complete deal breaker. Sure. Uh, what do you maybe, think? Maybe not for like the Q crowd who's because uh, they're supposed to arrest the pedos. But that's the problem, man. <laughs> that is the exact problem. You got all no. these people claiming that they're outside of the left right paradigm and, you know, they're so fringy and they're, con- you know, they they're all learned on their conspiracy theories and then they're totally down for martial law. That is complete craziness complete twisted new speak double speak craziness if you are okay with the president of the united states instituting martial law you're you got to get your head right man that is literally the worst possible outcome yeah yeah that's that's been early on that was kind of my uh sort of I guess, I mean, I, I was sort of skeptical of Q in, in regards anyway, because of some of the things that a lot of the new age stuff that they push, but yeah, okay, it was really, good. I'm getting a lot of sentiment. support in chat. So well, good. it's good. I'm Hopefully glad our think, listeners are on the level. I feel like the more recent, uh, Q drops aren't as compelling as they used to be. And I feel like the, the craze died down a little bit because for whatever reason, because if you really logically think about it, if there really were like the secret military, uh, you know, outlet to try to inform the un- unaware public about what's going on, then they're not going to share it through Q at this point. It's way too big of a movement. You know, that's just giving away all your military plans to the public, to, to the enemy, you know? So yeah, not there's gotta be another, there's gotta be another like even deeper yeah. secret Q that we don't know about. Well, the, well Q plus being Trump, maybe a uh, Q plus plus, something like that. Someone, someone <laughs> do the plus plus someone do the Q plus plus. Q-U-E. Q-U-E. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Uh, what's the letter after Q? You can go with that one too. I, I was literally sitting here trying to remember what the letter <laughs> after R. Q was, and I cannot for the life of me figure it R. out. R. What if, what if we just do R? Yeah. R, R, R. and R. There we go. There you go. That's it. Anyways, anyway, uh, there's this article is significantly longer. Did you see something in here? Something else that you wanted to read? Basically, just the UN coming out doing yeah. what the UN does. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a couple paragraphs highlighted here. This was a quote from the same people here. Quote: Respect, recognition, and reciprocity are some key levers that compel sovereign nations to respect and adhere to international law and human rights, including recognizing how racism creates and perpetuates ongoing and systemic grave violations of human rights. Uh, right. So uh, so in international spaces, the idea is to create a culture of shared norms and values that facilitates peace, prosperity, and international cooperation that benefits everyone. It sounds to me like they're trying to set up this sort of tribunal for Trump, you know, like, like oh, the world court sees you as a bad boy, and we're going to Oh, that would be interesting. You. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of wow. what it feels yeah, like. An international court. Yeah. Holy smokes. That would be, he would love that. <laughs> I think he would be so down for that. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of wanted to, uh, I don't know if I want to go into it. Now, what else do we got? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm going to do it now and then <laughs> okay. we'll go into the next story here. Um, 
and I just wanted to mention it because I think it's it's like it goes how I hand. feel, yeah. and I what it goes hand in hand with yeah, the story. It, yeah, go ahead. Goes hand in hand. This is this is where I'm at. Okay, and you know I just want to clarify this because uh, of course, well that's just what you have to do nowadays. You have to clarify things because people jump to conclusions. Number one, black people are having an issue, and that means we're all having an issue. The the issue of racial uh, uh, inequality in America does exist on a on an objective level, and you can support black people. You can support uh, equality for everybody. That's a biblical concept that everybody here should believe in. And if you don't, you know, just go read your Bible, man. But there's a difference between standing with. Uh, you know, our black brothers and sisters and supporting them and, and, you know, doing what, you know, there you go. Again, don't need to add or subtract anything from that statement. I stand with my black brothers and sisters there, but there's a difference between that and fully supporting organizations that uh, are rife with corruption and can be used uh, for corporate interests and can be used uh, in ways that are outside of the p- the pure purview of uh, accomplishing the equality that everybody deserves, especially in the United States of America. Okay, so you both things can be true. Uh, yeah. A Venn diagram, if you will. Of course, we stand for the uh, the respect and the the. Equal treatment of black people, especially when it comes to police brutality. But when we start talking about Black Lives Matter as an organization and the infiltrators and the agendas and the funding and the corporate money and the political strings attached to all of that, we uh, it's okay to be against that stuff and still uh, stand for racial equality in America. All right. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. It just needed to be said mm-hmm. um, that's straightforward because it's 2020 and that's what we got to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> here we go. With that being said, <clears throat> let's go to Forbes.com. No jingle for this one. Oh, you want me to do okay. it? Okay. Yeah, I'll do a jingle. Abolish the police. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> Something happened to my screen. Okay. Forbes.com, LA mayor slashes LAPD budget as calls to defund police slowly picks or pick up steam. Get out of my way, video. On Wednesday, Los Angeles mayor Eric Garcetti announced he is throwing out plans for a massive police budget hike as support for slashing police department funds grows among uh, activists in the wake of George Floyd's death. Key facts. As protests continue across the country, some activists are calling to defund police and redirect those funds to other areas such as education and health care, arguing police reform is not enough. And I think um, L.A. is one of the leading uh, places in the nation to try to to help, you know, uh, hire more black cops and and things of that nature. But apparently not good Mm -hmm. enough, especially since the Rodney King thing happened in 92. Right. Black Lives Matter and a coalition of more than 100 other black rights organizations launched an open letter this week calling on citizens to sign a petition to demand local officials decrease funding for police departments and redirect funds 
to, uh, we just read that, spending healthcare, education, and community programs. Some politicians are listening. The Los Angeles Police Department was set to receive a large increase in its annual budget from $1.189 billion last year to $1.86 billion. Woo! Uh, That's a lot of money. Okay, all right. I was, was, that, I was looking at it wrong. I'm like, what is it? Okay, yes. Most uh, of the budget increase uh, increases were na- uh, were. Uh, let me try that again. Most Gonzo, of the budget- what is going on, man? <laughs> you got this, bro. Make that font bigger and, and just charge through it. It's pretty big already, but yeah. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm lacking in sleep today. That's, that's the big problem. Most, I had a hard time too. Yeah, most of the budget increases were for new police bonuses for 2020 and 2021 before Garcetti yeah, axed the move Wednesday, cutting 100 to 150 million. Only after activists rallied outside of his home, he got scared. In New York, more than 40 city council candidates candidates are calling for a $1 billion cut to the NYPD's $6 billion budget over four years to help fund other programs such as the city's summer youth employment program. In cities such as Minneapolis, Dallas, Philadelphia, and Nashville, similar movements are gaining traction. Still, most lawmakers have remained hesitant to the proposal. Quote, for folks who say defund the police, I would say that uh, I would say that is not the way forward. New York City Mayor uh, Bill de Blasio said, indicating a lot of flack for that. Yeah. (laughs) Indicating that the department needs money for community policing and reaching out to young New Yorkers. No, I don't believe that we should defund police departments. Rep uh, this Republican or representative representative Karen Bass Bass, uh, Democrat, California chairwoman of the Congressional Black Caucus said during a press conference Wednesday. Tangent. State and local budgets have been squeezed by the coronavirus pandemic as tax revenues have uh, has plummeted and spending has increased. The shortfall could make decreasing police budgets more tenable, some activists argue. Key background, despite using the defund police phrase, most ask- activists don't want to reduce appropriations to police departments to zero dollars, which is impractical. Instead, supporters of the movement hope to reduce the responsibilities we ask of police and redirect funds to other social programs and giant robots. <laughs> Four hundred. I added that last part. For hundreds of years, black communities have lived under state terror, be it police or vigilante violence. Patrice Coulors, Coulors, co-founder of the Black Lives Matter movement, told The Hollywood Reporter, an abolitionist believes... In a world where police and prisons are no longer weaponized as a tool for public safety. Still, there's no evidence that defunding departments will work to reduce police brutality. We are still in the advocacy stage. David Kennedy, director of the National Network for Safe Communities at John Jay College for Criminal Justice in New York, told Axios. Uh, This keeps going here. There's a lot. There's a lot. Oh, there's not that much more. Okay. Uh, Surprising Hmm. fact. According to the nonpartisan Urban Institute, spending as a percentage of direct general expenditures by state and local government, police spending has remained consistently at just under 4% from 1977 to 2017. The national average annual salary of a police officer is $67,600, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. However, the salary of a police officer can vary widely depending on the state. Critical quote, Garcetti calls the Floyd protests, quote, a movement to change who we are in America when it comes to black America and our criminal justice system during a daily news briefing this week. 
So there you go. Further reading, bunch of links. Yeah, um, well, L, the big thing being L.A. slashing a half a billion dollars from uh, from their proposed police budget. They're actually starting to defund the police. Now they're still getting a, a billion and some change. So they're you know they're not getting rid of the police, but uh, you know this is very interesting. This will be a very interesting thing to watch. Um, and you had brought is, up uh, you had brought up sort of uh, some historical yeah. precedents to this right. re- yes. retooling the whole police system. Yeah. So here's the thing. I got some friends over in uh, Northern Ireland, and uh, I've been over there in the past few years to visit and. Uh, spending some time in Belfast. I don't know if anybody in the chat there has been to Belfast. Is that where they do the spot. big metal concerts? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <laughs> anyway, so in Northern Ireland, uh, for you know, from the seventies until the nineties, late nineties, there was something called the Troubles. Uh, you should read up on it. Very interesting. It was happening during the first, uh, you know, third of my life, and I had no idea about it. But basically, it was sectarian violence going on between uh, uh, Ireland and Northern Ireland, uh, split between – it's technically between the Catholics and the Protestants, but that was sort of a renaming um, between loyalists and Republicans, uh, basically, you know, a fight over who should control Ireland. And uh, excuse me if I get any of the details wrong, my Irish friends, I apologize. I'm just kind of going off of memory right now. Um, but, you know, it's very, very bloody conflict. And basically, there are two groups that fought for 30 years or so. And in 1998, they finally came to a conclusion and uh, ended the troubles, came to some something, something resembling peace. Although there's there's all there's still tensions to this day in a really crazy way. And you can feel it when you're in, in Belfast. Very interesting place. But here's the thing. In 2001, uh, Northern Ireland basically disbanded their police. And restarted it from scratch. Mm. That was part of the peace negotiations uh, because the police forces were were highly sectarian as well, uh, being used to you know fight and kill civilians. Um, and so this has been done in this century. There has been countries that have disbanded entire police departments for the whole country and rebuilt it from the ground up. So it's very interesting because there is a recent historical precedent for this type of thing. Now, what that would look like in America, I have no idea. Um, but that's the, you know, I thought it was crazy. Even in the last couple of shows, we've been talking about it. I thought, right. you know, abolish the police. That's completely insane. That's not even, that's not even a realistic thing to even talk about i don't understand how can you just not have police and i think that's kind of where they're leaning is like you know well a of course some super intense people will say no (laughs) get rid of all police don't bring them back but you know there is a precedent for disbanding current the current police system and building it up in a way you know that is uh, a little bit closer to what you know, people will feel good about having as a police department. Well, now has it worked? Um, did it, did it work? Did it make things better in Ireland? As far as I can tell, you know, people are still people. There's still every once in a while, there's still some issues 
uh, going on over there uh, is at least what I'm told. That's just what I, I've heard that secondhand. Um, the sectarianism is still very intense over there. In Belfast, there's a wall. There's a wall dividing Belfast. This was crazy. <laughs> you would think that we would have heard about this. And of course, people are still fighting against it. There's uh, campaigns to bring the wall down and things. But there's still a wall that divides the city between the Catholics and the Protestants or the Republicans and the, and the Loyalists. It's a very interesting place to be. And you can walk walk around the wall and it's like 30 feet high. And the houses on either side have to put cages around their houses because people still like throw junk over the wall. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's besides the point, but very interesting place. Great place. Go to Belfast. Give them your money. So Um, I guess did the police. I just thought it was interesting. I mean, there's a there's a historical president precedent in 2001. They did this. I'm just yeah. I want to know more about it just because I'm curious to whether the police force, you know, depending on what side they're from, do they arrest or not yeah. arrest people or allow crimes to take place or not allow crimes to take from place? From what or? I hear, there's still a little bit of problems like that. Okay. Um, so corruption remains. Oh, what, yeah, what a surprise. Comes, but that is, but, but that, that's a great point. And that, and that would be, that's why I'm not full on on the bandwagon, of course, for abolishing the police or, or at least re, you know, redoing it from the ground up is because people are people and you hire people and sometimes there's bad people and that just sucks. And it's, yeah. it's hard to get past it. Now, you know, I will say, I also do agree with the concept of, you can't have bad apples. You know, there's this bad apple thing like, oh, you know, we got good cops. We got and then there's bad cops. There's just bad apples in the bunch. You can't have bad apples in a police department. And that's where just changing the laws and making it easier to get rid of bad cops is is one of the main thing that need, things that needs to get done. Because, you know, what other job do you allow bad apples to get away with so, being like, bad uh, apples. Sounds like you've been listening to some Chris Rock jokes there, Mr. Basil. Uh, Was you there know a Chris about Rock this? joke? I think the yeah, Chris Rock uh, little thing went viral about how you can't have bad cops because it's kind of like he related it to oh, uh, you know, I did pilots. see the meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. you're right. I saw the meme. I wasn't. <laughs> well, I might as well just do the joke now. You pilots, <laughs> you can't have bad apple pilots. Right. Um, well, it, the, the it's one, a, it's a the good one, point. the one thing that's not being talked about here and we always talk about, we had a good run of the show. Where we talked nothing but like AI and robots and technology. And we still talk about that a lot, but that's kind of the unspoken thing here with how to make things better or whatever, or at least in the eyes of the public is a certain level of transparency. Sure. Get rid of the bad apples. But, uh, we talked about the, the vest cams becoming, more like a, uh, I don't know, something the public can watch maybe or something oh, yeah. where it's, I think it's, you should be able to stream vest cams, body cams. Now, <laughs> yeah. of course there's problems with there's that. Legal I recognize that. With that. Yeah. Huge problems with that, but still the, the point remains. Right. But the, also the integration of AI, the integration of robots, those things are going to really man. change a lot of the, uh, the way police even operates. Uh, you know, if you have some kind of, situation that police are uncertain of they can send in johnny number five first you know and right. see what's going no, on and, and you make a great point i mean this whole thing is opening up the uh 
the 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 way it's opening the gates the floodgates for yeah. robocops it's and it RoboCop. sounds like a joke but we are not far from robocops no. they they already exist it's just a matter of putting them into to ma- major action you know what's going to um, happen is uh it, it, they're going to find out that the the robot was programmed by a white guy who programmed well, the robot the yeah, who programs the morality <laughs> of the robot, and that's yeah. the problem. Yep, yep, All right, yep. one more thing, and then we'll go into a little break, Gons. This is a fun a fun one. Yes. You ready for a fun one? Uh, kind, <laughs> okay. kind of fun, yeah. Newsweek.com, is the go bald for Black Lives Matter movement real? Have you seen this? Did you see posts about this? I, I did. This is why I uh, decided to include it in the show. But yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, uh, did you see any actual people doing it? I thought it? Did I did. I, I, yeah. I think one of them was fake, but yeah. 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 Go well, ahead. Well, why don't you read it then? Okay. All right. It says here on Thursday night, a sudden influx of tweets with the hashtag go bald for BLM started appearing on Twitter. Pictures of Caucasian women with shaved heads saying that they went bald in solidarity for the cause started to gain traction and spread confusion. By, fr- uh, by Friday morning, over 24,000 people had tweeted using the hashtag to express their confusion. And there's a picture here of Emma Watts uh, bravely showing her support for Black Lives Matter by going hashtag bald for BLM. And there she is with her shaved head. The allegedly. hashtag itself, allegedly, yeah. The hashtag itself originated on the poll, I think it's politics, section of 4chan. According to a screenshot from the original 4chan thread, which has since been archived, the goal of the fake hashtag is to, quote, get women, particularly white women, to shave their heads for BLM. Dozens of fake accounts were created for this purpose, posting stolen images for their own purposes. And uh, a little bit more uh, images there, tweets and whatnot. Stephanie McField's a fake account on Twitter posted an image of a woman with a shaved head with the caption, reject the patriarchy and white domination, reject your ancestors now, which doesn't, I mean, that sounds tame for what a lot of those folks would say, but uh, the Mm -hmm. woman in that image is actually named Marielle McKenna. And the image was taken from a blog post on the website for the college of the Holy cross about how she wanted to donate her hair to raise awareness for pediatric cancer. The accounts who started the hashtag have under 10 followers and have been posting bait for those willing to engage a photoshopped article claimed to be from ABC news across, uh, about actress Emma Watson shaving her hair also started to appear online, but is easily debunked other accounts like Ashley Watts, two K which gained viral traction on Twitter have since been removed from the platform. Another, okay, so we got a couple more fake accounts here. Looking through, it doesn't seem like anybody actually shaved their heads in response to this movement, and only trolls continue to post fake images. K-pop stands have been flooding the hashtag with their own tweets decrying the movement, causing the hashtag to gain more viral traction. Uh, AD, uh, Aid03, which 4chan has been touting as a win, posted an image of her with a shaved head, but it's clear from the thread that she's an eager participant in the joke. And uh, 4chan users seem to be fairly mixed with the results of the hashtag. In newer threads, users posted statements like, quote, it's very uninspired and has technically already failed. The table is open to other dumb ideas. Another wrote, where do I find a bald girl's picture to pretend that I shaved my head? 
This isn't the first time 4chan has managed to trick people into shaving their heads. In 2012, the board tried to create a movement with a fake screenshot claiming that the singer had cancer and that fans were shaving their own heads to show support. Don't shave your head for Black Lives Matter. There are much better ways to show solidarity, like giving millions and millions of dollars to the yeah, Black Lives Well, this movement. is virtue signaling at its best. And for it seems like some people in the chat aren't listening to the show. But just say, the whole point is that this was a big practical joke played on the entire world. Uh, Marry me, Basil, in the in the chat says uh, they're shaving my head for Basil. So there you go. I've got my own movement. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's this was obviously cooked up by some evil geniuses over on 4chan there. Get people to go skinhead to support Black Lives Matter. Yeah, but it didn't really work. That's the part I that's know. disappointing. I think it worked a little bit. I think there's some, there's got to be one person who did it. I mean, I, I did do some scrolling. I did some scrolling on Twitter right before the show uh, to look at it. it. It looks like the the cat's out of the bag. Everybody knows it's fake now. But when you go, uh, there was hundreds of people who had the, the shaved head pictures now maybe are those hundreds of four channers playing the joke maybe probably who knows but there you go that's what you open yourself up to uh when you are jumping on board with whatever virtue signaling you possibly can it's one of those that clearly could have worked if the uh if the people were did a better job of maybe not faking it or or at least trying to i don't know it's just too easy to debunk if it's if it's an amateur job, you know, it's one of those things that, that definitely I can see people jumping on board for something like that, especially on social media. If you get one celebrity to catch it, catch on and do oh, it. Oh yeah. Boom. Totally. You got a whole, you got a whole bunch I'm of people. Sure, doing it. I am. I'm absolutely sure somebody out there did it and uh, they may have taken down their post, you know, yeah. once it came out that it was a joke, they probably <laughs> took cried. down the post. <laughs> yeah. And then they're just crying alone in their bedroom with a bald head because oh. they got taken, oh, which is too bad, but it happens. Yeah. All right, Gons, we got a bunch more show to do, but uh, real quick, let's take a little break. It's break time. Come on, take a break. That's right. We're just going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere, people, because we got some great stories coming up in about three minutes here. We got some uh, Bill Gates. We got some Wacteen. We got some uh, COVID updates, uh, some cyborg stuff. It's going to be great. So stick around. Um, but real quick, I want to give some big old shout outs to some of our new Twitch followers. Gonzo, are you ready? I'm ready. I have my, what do you always call it? Say it. You got your dinger dinged. <laughs> My dinger. Yep. Ready. <laughs> okay, here we go. I want to give a big old shout out to Morita DZ17. Moritads17. Then we got, oh, I like this one. We got a great user named Rattlesome Cages. Oh, I like it. Thanks for following Rattlesome Cages. We got Walking Bear369. Scary. Walking yeah, this one's for you, Gons. We got a good one here. This one's uh, Nephilim Slayer. Oh. oh, yeah. We got the Nephilim Slayer in the house. We got Rami Chahin. What's up, Rami? We got Cool Steve Jokes. Now, Cool Steve Jokes was, I think, the troll that was uh, spamming the channel yeah, a little while ago. He so he's now spamming. banned, but... Uh, 
he's still here on my list. So there's your shout out, cool Steve's jokes. I got a uh, freedom by truth. Like it. We got works pinion. Pinion. We got cas Asian Casil Asian. Castle Asian. We got. Yeah, we got the pussycat swallow tail. Oh my gosh, I hope I didn't say something bad. Sounds like a kitty cat Ouroboros. I was going to say just that. Yeah. Kitty Ouroboros. Yeah. Uh, Weave 423. Godzilla 3. A lot of threes. We got the third Godzilla. Uh, Sarah Beth 920. And uh, I think... Oh no! Wow, we got a bunch of people who just followed. Uh, Aburnt, uh, oh, a burnt fella. One. Oh. Leo nice. Fallusion, London. Leo, uh, Leophilus, London. That was a tough one. Remember, folks, I gotta read these. <laughs> uh, Warfare Warrior seven seven seven. Like the warriors. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh, Genonione. Genonione. Gen one one, maybe that's what it was. Okay. That makes way more sense. I want to say what's up to D Live fan Sam on D Live. Okay, what's up D Live? Very go good. Ahead. Thank you guys so much for following us on Twitch. It helps a whole bunch. We are trying our darndest to uh, hit partner over there. It'll unlock a whole bunch of cool tools, make the show even better, and uh, increase the ability. For uh, listener interaction, there's going to be some really fun interactive tools that'll open up for us. And of course, I want to give some shout outs to people in the chat. Flippy officials in the house today. We got Canary Screamer in the house. Margiver, his way. Overlord of the West made it. Hey, Overlord of the West. Thanks for the follow recently. I'm going to stop. There's too many and you're going through it too fast. I do. I'm just, I'm just rolling through saying hi. Of course, Mary me. Basil is here. We got cool runnings, Mon. Um, Let's see. There you go. Yeah. Oh, and Jeff, Jeff Bezos, (laughs) RFID (laughs) chips in stock. He says BLM merchandising stock buy some now flip. There you go. Make With sure Jeff that Bezos. fire didn't catch uh, didn't burn up that that stock of RFIDs in there. I know. He's always trying to come sell his microchips to our uh, sell his mark of the beast to our listeners. I don't think he's sold one yet though. <laughs> but uh, we'll have to check the earnings report Do next better. quarter. Do better. Yeah. Um, and remember, folks, uh, we, uh, we're going to Twitch. Now more important than ever, do you need to go follow us on Twitch? I see you, YouTube people. I see you watching. And uh, as we said at the top of the show, Gonza's channel, Face Like the Sun channel, has been demonetized. Um, the Woo. crackdown continues. And who knows how long even... It, everything will be there. You're going to need to, uh, Gons, you got to remember to archive all those videos, man, because well, you never know. It could totally disappear. One of the cool things is that on BitChute, uh, BitChute automatically backs up all the videos that get, pu- get that gets published on YouTube. And I got uh, a message from Ray Vahey, who started BitChute back in 2016. And nobody knew about BitChute in 2016. And right. uh, he he gave me a channel very early on, so I appreciated Ray there. And one of the cool features was that as soon as I publish on YouTube, it automatically uh, 
shows up on the archives over there. Yeah. It archives over there. So very cool thing to do because you know, I don't have to upload it twice and and all that stuff. And I'm probably going to have to make a library.tv account at some point here. So yeah, going to need to do it. So there you go. All you YouTube people over there, you're, you're on the wrong side of history, man. You got to come over to twitch.tv slash canary cry radio. Follow us on Twitch, watch the show on Twitch. It helps us out a whole bunch and you get to uh, stick it to the man over there at YouTube, uh, trying to, trying to keep us off the air. So uh, there you go. You'll be welcomed with open arms. Let me tell you, YouTubers, uh, the Twitch chatters are very fond of YouTubers who defect and come over to Twitch. And, uh, you know, there you go. So YouTube has turned their back on us. And now we need to uh, we need to bring you with us, people. So twitch.tv slash Canary Cry Radio. Support us. Support the show. Just simply watching it, having it open, watch with the stream going on your computer. uh, Just consider it every minute that you're watching us on Twitch. You're taking uh, dollars out of Susan Wojcicki's pocket. (laughs) Susan Wojcicki has not shown up in the chat the past week or two. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, she's I mad do, at us. I do want to give one more shout out to Block Bear on D Live because uh, there you go, Block Bear. Those are the two on D Live. So yeah, D Live. <laughs> the real, <clears throat> the real hardcore dudes over there on D Live. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> people were giving uh, us trouble about Twitch because it's owned by Amazon. You know. Yeah, and uh, people were like, "Oh, you're just moving from one thing to another." Yeah, sure. Our good personal friend Jeff Bezos, yes, yes, told us to do it. And you know, uh, uh, Titus Frost, who's another YouTuber out there, he was big on D Live. And one of the problems with D Live is that they were bought up by Justin Sun, who uh, runs a crypto. He's trying to build like a crypto kingdom. He's like a mm-hmm. young billionaire, and he 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 recently bought steam it if you guys are familiar with steam it which was a yeah i haven't heard much about thing. steam it recently well they got bought out basically by justin sun and he he sort of ticked off all the users there and they had to do like a community fork and create this thing called hive and it's just a whole drama going on so mm. you know d live yeah. uh, kind of cool i mean cool but not cool justin sun also bought uh uh, what was it called? BTT is the uh, BitTorrent. He bought BitTorrent. Do you remember BitTorrent? Yeah. Yeah, he bought it and he made like a I crypto. I didn't know it existed. I didn't know it was something you could actually buy. I yeah. bet he got a good deal on it. Yeah, he, he bought him out and, and created the BitTorrent token. And if you actually, I think on DLive, you can stake BitTorrent tokens and actually earn BitTorrent tokens. But anyway, Okay, sounds complicated. Things, things happening. Yep. Yeah. Decentralized blockchain confusion web 3.0 there we go very good okay well there we go thank you all i people are making the switch arm in arm youtubers arm in arm marching over to uh follow the twitch channel at twitch.tv slash canary cry radio gons why don't you throw the uh link in there just to make it easy for everybody uh, to make the switch do that very good make the switch uh, just a little just a little update here let me check let me check. Uh-oh. We were second on the on the rankings over at Twitch uh, in the first half of the show there. We're now down to fifth, but we're at, we're at the top of the list still. 
Um, but we need more YouTubers to come on over, create an account, watch us on Twitch. We need to climb the ranks. It uh, Not just for our own egos, but it helps other people find the show and helps the truth get out. And that's the yep. whole point, right? Yep. So you can actively help other people find the truth by w- just watching us on Twitch. Uh, because they do not stifle us with their algorithms like YouTube does. Yeah. Actively hiding uh, what we do. Not okay. Yet, anyway. Ready uh, to continue with the show? One more thing before we move on. This goes back to the head shaving thing. I was very curious about some of that and just the history. And there's actually some, there's a website called War History Online. And uh, I found this interesting. I did not know this. Uh, the punishment of shaving a woman's head had biblical orange origins. And I don't, I didn't see the biblical references, but that's what it says here. In Europe, uh-huh. the practice dated back to the dark ages with the Visigoths. During the Middle Ages, this mark of shame, denuding a woman of what was supposed to be her most seductive feature, was commonly a punishment for adultery. Shaving women's uh, heads as a mark of retribution and humiliation was reintroduced in the 20th century. After French troops occupied the Rhineland in 1923, German women who had relations with them later suffered the same fate. And during the Second World War, the Nazi state issued orders that German women accused of sleeping with non-Aryans or foreign prisoners employed on farms should also be publicly punished in this way. So Mm. interesting there because of, uh, of course, when we think about the shaved head, there's a couple celebrities that have done it in the past. And there was the uh, Britney Spears situation where she shaved her head once and people suspected that she was kind of normally a, a sign of shame. Right, uh, right, right. For women in particular. I mean, it's a very specific genderized thing about it. You know, right. the a woman's head gets shaved. It's very shameful. Happened in, uh, uh, what was it? Game of Thrones. Shame. Oh, Shame. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, Shame. I didn't really, maybe that's where the, the 4chan people got the idea to try to <laughs> flip the whole thing on onto the... The head of yeah. the Lib- Libjo people. I do anyway. got to say, I love the Twitch people the most because uh, Incarnate Unlimited over there, loyal loyal yeah. producer of the show, says, I'm going to smash anyone else I hear talking smack about those big googly eyes. Those are genuine Michael's googly eyes, and they <laughs> rock. So there you go. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And, Thanks, and, Unlimited. Yeah. yeah, And, and uh, I actually, he mentioned how he had uh, played or sang with Metallica back in 1998. So I looked it up and I found it and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's the guy. And I remember (laughs) watching it in high school. I was all pumped about that. You watched the actual one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So very cool to have you in chat there. Anyway. Cool. Okay. All right. Let's get on with the show. That's right. Time to talk about some Wachins, Gons. This is from Metro.co.uk. Bill Gates Uh hits out at anti-vaxxers over coronavirus misinformation. He's striking back. Speaking to Radio 4... uh, uh, Sorry. Speaking to Radio 4's Today program ahead of his talk at the Gavi Global Vaccine Summit 2020 in London today, Gates indicated his frustration at those opposed to a vaccine. Quote, it is troubling that in times like that and accelerated by digital tools, there is so much craziness, he said. Eventually, when we have the vaccine, we'll want to develop the herd immunity to have over 80% of the population taken. What? 
want to have over 80% of the population taken. <laughs> Sounds like he's going to kidnap Freudian everybody. slip. Yeah. Uh, he continues. If, yeah. If they have heard that it is a plot or vaccines in general are bad and we don't have people willing to take the vaccine, then that will let the disease continue to kill people. <laughs> so you're going to kill your mama if you don't take the vaccine. Mm. Continuing. So it is a bit worrying that there is some of that crazy stuff, he says. I'm kind of surprised that some of that is focused on me. Oh, <laughs> so surprised, oh, really? Bill Gates. We are just giving money away to get there to be a tool. We just write checks to pharma companies and we happen to have a lot of the smart pharmaceutical expertise in our foundation and are considered a fair broker between governments and the companies to help pick the best approach. Mm -hmm. That was my Bill Gates. (laughs) You got to put in some. uh, He's just whining. uh, Yeah, I I didn't realize I was. I was more of trying to like spiritually represent how I would expect it to sound. Yeah. Uh, Since leaving Microsoft, Gates set up the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation with his wife and turned completely to philanthropy. They have tackled the likes of polio and malaria around the world and warned for years about the dangers of infectious diseases. Addressing a TED talk five years ago, Gates, 64, warned the next global catastrophe would not be caused by a war, but by a virus. Uh, Let's see, five years ago, that would have been 2015. Um, which I believe is the one of the years that uh, the Wuhan lab got a bunch of money from the United it States. Is. It is. Yeah. This was also the talk about, I think this is the talk where he said that, you know, there's all these factors that are causing the, the, the issues in the world. And one of them we have to bring to zero. And one of them was like, you know, the population growth. Yeah. So right there, he kind of. He- Slipped yeah, up again. specifically. And, you know, I haven't been able to actually find the document of this, but there are pictures, maybe doc, maybe a doctor. There is a clip and I, uh, uh, no agenda, the no agenda show tracked down the clip. And again, whether the clip is real or not is another question. But uh, the original name of Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was something like the Bill and, Mag- M- Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for... Uh, population control population control that's what it was yeah anyways enough about that he said if anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war not measles but micro not missiles sorry (laughs) not missiles but microbes part of the reason for this is we have investigated a huge uh, invested a huge amount in nuclear deterrence but we've actually invested very little in a system to stop an epidemic we're not ready for the next epidemic Now, the billionaire is doing what he can to fight the outbreak. He wrote, there are currently six different efforts going on around the world to develop a coronavirus vaccine, of course. Uh, So there you go. He's he's getting agitated. He's surprised that he's getting uh, so so much attention. He's in a bubble that is so thick that when he hears this, it's it's crazy. I I don't realize people are mad. I just... Yeah, so there you go. He's he's noticed you anti-vaxxers. Stay on your toes. Uh, he knows you're out there. I like how he thinks that, you know, the vaccine, the disease is going to kill all these people when his vaccines have already killed 
I mean, who knows how many, but yeah, you notice how they don't mention uh, some of the failed vaccine programs that uh, have sterilized thousands of young African women and crippled uh, many more over other continents and countries like India. I wonder if he knows, do you think he knows about it? Or do you think I the people that like learn know what he knows and doesn't know Gons? I know that, but like, <laughs> I, I, if, it just seems to me that unless you're just super evil guy, which I know everyone's characterizing Bill Gates as a super evil guy. And, yeah. and certainly his thinking isn't really jiving with the majority of the public out there right now. But there's a part of me that thinks that information is withheld from him. Like if there was a well, botched he, tribe or something yeah. that, that gets totally taken out by these vaccines. That is a good, a good they point. Might not tell him. They might be like, there's oh, a it couple, was just a, a failed, it failed. You know? Or might not even tell him that. There's a couple of alternatives. One being, yeah, you know, first of all, he says in this interview, all I do is write checks. No big deal. I just write checks. I just help people out. I don't <laughs> right. personally... Now, right. of course, we have uh, clips of him talking much, much more explicitly about these things. But yeah, yeah. you know, he's he's either sort of trying to sh- sh- uh, slough off the responsibility, or he, I mean, he, of course, most of, if not all, of what he does is write checks. He may not know, <laughs> but uh, that might be either by design or he just, you know, writes a check and then goes back into his. Uh, you know, his hollow dome and lives out uh, some weird life that he wants you know, to live. There, there's people saying that, of course, he knows. And certainly, obviously, we, I mean, we don't know what's, what's in the man's head right now. But, you know, with people like Bill Gates, who's very public, he's a billionaire, he's a very public individual. He has a posse around him, you know, that uh, of people that tell him what to say, what to do. And, and certainly, I don't feel like he necessarily especially at this age where he's, he's at the point where he doesn't need to do anything. He can just kind of ride off into the sunset. Yeah. Guys like him, they don't cook their own food. They don't go to a they don't grocery do store. Yeah. They, they don't they, do any of the normal stuff that a regular human he, he does. Takes, he takes, you know, photo op pictures with a book on the stack that says how to lie with statistics and doesn't think anything of it. You know, like I, I, I wonder know. if he's even re- read those books or if it's just, you know, just a, a photo op. Right. You just never know with these guys. So that, that's I'm all I'm sure. saying. He's got a lot of time. I'm sure he reads the books, but, uh, or has them read to him by a, <laughs> a, a robot or something. Yeah. <laughs> the the, the uh, clippy from the Microsoft word still reads yeah. to him at night. Okay. Let's uh, do a quick, uh, thing about COVID. What do you say? COVID. And by the way, somebody asked about that jingle and what that music was, and I we didn't know Basil. We didn't we didn't know right off the top, but it's Steely Dan is the music. Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, Politico.com. Suddenly, public health officials say social justice matters more than social distance. Ooh. Yeah. Bad call to use both uh, social in those in, in both of those things. For months, public health experts have urged Americans to take every precaution to stop the spread of COVID-19, stay at home, steer clear of friends and extended family, and absolutely avoid large gatherings. Now, some of those experts are broadcasting a new message. It's time to get out of the house and join the mass protest uh, against racism. Need to make the font bigger here. We should always evaluate the risks 
and benefits of efforts to control the virus. Jennifer Nuzzo, a John Hopkins uh, epidemiologist, tweeted on Tuesday, in a moment, or in this moment, the public health risks of not protesting to demand an end to systemic racism greatly exceeds the harms of the virus. Quote, mm-hmm. the injustice that's evident to everyone right now needs to be addressed. Abar Karan, a Brigham and Women's Hospital physician who's exhorted coronavirus experts to amplify the protest's anti-racist message, told me. Quote, now, hold on real quick. I want to yeah. go back to a thing. It, it, Uh, One of the quotes, it says, in this moment, the public health risks of not protesting to demand an end to systematic racism greatly exceed the harms of the virus. Okay. So let's assume. (laughs) Okay. Let's. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. Logically. Let's assume that this person is, you know, toes the line that Mm -hmm. they, they will believe whatever Fauci tells them. I'm assuming that this is that kind of person Mm -hmm. because the other, the only other alternative is that this person doesn't, that this person is a conspiracy theorist about Yeah, the virus. I'm going to first take the point that let's assume that they toe the line. Well, John Hopkins, epidemiologist, probably towing the line. Right. So in this moment, the public health risks of not protesting to demand an end to systematic racism greatly exceed the harms of the virus. So first of all, the original models for coronavirus, for COVID-19, if no social distancing happened, the original models said it would kill (laughs) 2 million people. Yes. So when this person says that uh, going out and crowding up with a a thousand of other people all over, you know, having this happen all over the country, that 2 million people dying a horrible death of COVID-19 alone in a hotel, in a hotel, uh, alone in a hospital room away from their loved ones, gasping for breath. Two million is less harm than not going out and protesting, which includes rioting and uh, violence. How many people have died burning down warehouses? How many have died from the the uh, protests and the? I saw something that said eight. Eight. I'm okay. sure it's more. I'm sure yeah. there's a little bit more, but I saw a list a couple of days ago that had eight people who have died in the protests. So this woman is saying she would rather <laughs> two million people because she remember she's a Fauci person. Right. She's an epidemiologist. She thinks it's worse. Sorry, she thinks it's better that two million people die of COVID than to not well, have rioting protests all over the place. Not, not I'm even, just saying this is crazy double speak again. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. This is uh, either that or this epidemiologist does not think that COVID is a very big danger. Right. Those are the two options. Yeah. She's she's either literally Hitler or. <laughs> She's a conspiracy theorist. You, you don't even have to use the 2 million number. You can use the number that a lot of uh, Libjo types were peddling, which is the 100,000 dead. Remember that a few, well, a few weeks ago? That's what they think the current number is. Well, I, and that's, let's take the and current that's number. With, 
That's right. Sure. But, <laughs> but that's not what she's saying. That's not, I'm just saying okay. it's, she's either uh, literally Hitler or a conspiracy theorist. Now that right or, there is a definition of insanity. <laughs> that's a, where did, where's that come from? Have we ever played that before? Yeah, we've played it. We played it before. It's some huh. video game. I can't remember which one. Somebody, somebody on Twitch should know. It is the video okay. game platform. Um, all right, continue with the okay. thing. Let's talk. Let's let's hear more. All right. So, Abar Karen, she says, "quote I've voiced concerns that protests risk creating more outbreaks. The status quo wasn't going to stop COVID nineteen either." He wrote on Twitter this week. It's a message echoed by media outlets and some of the most prominent public health experts in America, like former Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director Tom Friedman who loudly warned against the efforts to rush reopening, but is now supportive of mass protests. Their claim, if we don't address racial inequality, it'll be that much harder to fight COVID-19. There's also evidence that the virus doesn't spread easily outdoors, especially if people wear masks, which is why they told us to go inside and, and don't do anything slave. The experts. Yes. Yes. Sorry, no, continue. I'm going to see if I can look for something <laughs> okay. real quick. The experts maintain that their messages are consistent, that they were always flexible in Americans going outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> that they want protesters to take precautions and that they're prioritizing public health by demanding an urgent fix to systemic racism. And something about this, the wearing masks part as well, uh, that's another point to be made here because... Part of what uh, changes sort of the way you behave outdoors is based on how you're dressed, how you look, and wearing a mask. Well, what do the protesters do even beforehand, like um, mm-hmm. going out there with masks and protesting almost as if they're turning all these people into activated Antifa members or something without even them knowing it? Uh, the experts maintain that their messages are consistent, blah, blah, blah. But their messages are also confounding to many who spent the spring strictly isolated on the advice of health officials, only to hear that the need might not be so absolute after all. It's particularly nettlesome to conservative skeptics of the all-or-nothing approach to lockdown, who point out that many of the same public health experts, a group that tends to skew liberal, widely criticized activists who held largely outdoor protests against lockdowns in April and May accusing demonstrators of posing a public health danger. Conservatives who felt their own concerns about long-term economic damage or even mental health costs of lockdown were brushed aside just days or weeks ago, uh, are uh, brushed aside days or weeks ago are increasingly asking whether these public health experts are letting their politics sway their health care recommendations. I think that's the real kind of point here. Quote, their rules appear ideologically driven as people can only gather for purposes deemed important by the elite central planners. Brian Blaze, who worked on health policy for the Trump administration, told me an echo of complaints raised by prominent conservative leaders like J.D. Vance and Tim Carney. Conservatives also have seized on a Twitter thread by Drew Holden, a commentary writer and former GOP Hill staffer, comparing how politicians and pundits criticized earlier protests, but have been silent on the new ones or even championed them. Quote, I think that's lost on people. Uh, I think what's lost on people is that there's 
uh, geez, I'm having trouble with this. I think what's lost on people is that there have been real sacrifices made during lockdown. Holden told me people who couldn't bury loved ones, small businesses destroyed. How can health experts, how can a health expert look those people in the eye and say it was worth it now? And actually I did see, uh, I think it was today. They today or yesterday they did the George Floyd uh, memorial service, and there's a bunch of people posting pictures of them kneeling in front of the the casket and stuff like that. And and I had I I saw the uh, similar sentiments as to you know people who lost relatives and loved ones during the whole lockdown couldn't really be with their loved ones, but because of this uh, whole situation with the the George Floyd, now you got people virtue signaling from his memorial service. Some members of the medical community acknowledge they're grappling with the U-turn in public health advice too. Quote, it makes it clear that all along there were trade-offs between details of lockdowns and social distancing and other factors that, uh, that the experts previously discounted and have now decided to reconsider and rebalance, said Jeffrey Flyer, a former dean of Harvard Medical School. Flyer pointed out that the protests were also engaging in behaviors like loud singing in close proximity, which CDC has repeatedly suggested would be linked to spreading the virus. Quote, at least for me, the sudden change in views of the danger of mass gatherings has been disorienting, and I suspect it has been for many Americans, he told me. Uh, Okay, it goes on. We get it. There's a disparity here between the public health officials saying, go inside, and... Now saying, no, go outside, protest. Right. It's more important. Yeah. Now, as usual, the, the actual recommendations keep flip-flopping as far as the, the COVID stuff goes. And uh, whatever serves uh, the current agenda the most is uh, the one that they're going to be pushing. And uh, uh, Adam over on uh, at No Agenda, John and Adam, um, the No Agenda show, we mentioned once in a while, and they're great. Uh, they played a clip. I was just looking for it, and I found it on the actual World Health Organization website. They have a video oh. where they talk about masks. And basically, they say uh, in the video on the WHO website, <laughs> says, oh, you pretty much don't need to wear a mask unless you're a professional caregiver and also don't wear the same mask twice. Don't this, don't oh. that just completely opposite <laughs> what we've always been told. Yeah. Um, I could send this to you. I don't think we need to play uh, it on the show right now, it. but maybe I, I we can we pop it. it into chat or something. If people want it, look it up, look it up. That's right. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see here. You want to talk about cyborgs for a second? Yeah, running out of time a little bit, but sure, we can do a little. Oh, yeah, what are we looking at? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're hurting. Yeah, that's okay. Are you Let's, ready uh, to become cyborg? Gotta do a little tech stuff. Yeah, I'll just blast through a couple of these, and then we'll uh, get on with the show here. This is medicalexpress.com. Silicon neurons may add a new dimension to computer processors. When it fires, a neuron consumes significantly more energy than an equivalent computer operation. And yet, a network of coupled neurons can continuously learn, sense, and perform complex tasks at energy levels that are currently unattainable for even state-of-the-art processors. 
What does a neuron do to save energy that a contemporary computer processing unit doesn't? Computer modeling by researchers at Washington University and St. Louis McKelvey School of Engineering may provide an answer using simulation silicon, simulated silicon neurons. They found that energy constraints on a system coupled with the intrinsic property neurons have to move to the lowest energy configuration leads to a dynamic, at-a-distance communication protocol that is both more robust and and more energy efficient than traditional computer processors. The research from the lab of Shantanu Chakabarti, uh, the Clifford W. Murphy professor in the Preston M. Green Department of Systems and Electrical Engineering, was published last month in the journal Frontiers in Neuroscience. It's a case of doing more with less. Ahana Gangapadhyay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ahana Gangapadhyay. A doctoral student in Chuck Tabarti's lab and a lead author on the paper has been investigating computer models to study the energy constraints on silicon neurons, artificially created neurons connected by wires that show the same dynamics and behavior as neurons in our brains. Like biological neurons, their silicon counterparts also depend on specific electrical conditions to fire or spike. These spikes are the basis of ne neuronal communication, zipping back and forth, carrying information from neuron to neuron. The researchers first looked at the energy constraints on a single neuron, then a pair, then they added more. Quote, we found there's a way to couple them where you can use some of these energy constraints themselves to create a virtual communication channel, checked up RT said. A group of neurons operates under a common energy constraint. So when a single neuron spikes, it necessarily affects the available energy, not just for the neurons it's directly connected to, but for all others operating under the same energy constraint. Spiking neurons thus create perturbations in the system, allowing each neuron to know which others are spiking, which are responding, and so on. It's as if the neurons were all embedded in a rubber sheet. A single ripple causes, uh, caused by a spike would affect them all. And like all physical processes, systems of silicon neurons tend to self-optimize to their least energetic states, uh, also being affected by the other neurons in the network. Uh, so there's quite a bit more uh, fancy science talk in this article, but basically guns and listeners, uh, they have at least run models on uh, – uh, synthetic neurons and connecting them made of silicon. Right. And why is this interesting? Why do we care? Well, when we talk about machine learning, we talk about artificial intelligence, uh, we talk about the coming technocalypse. One of the biggest issues, and again, it's a point of pride for me because I called it back in 2012, how they would actually create uh, artificial neural networks. Um, so I'm very proud of that. But uh, the way to enhance artificial intelligence and or, you know, ro uh, machine learning and things like that, you know, the stuff we need to create the robocops that we need to bring peace and harmony and utopia to the human race instead of all this human policing business. Um, it will be done by reconstructing the neuronic systems of the human brain. None of this computer chip nonsense, none of this, uh, you know, get your, get your IBM chips into the, the RoboCop. No, 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 no. What you do is you actually create a, uh, a neural network of a, a, a neuronic network of silicon neurons, uh, which will be 
extend the battery life of RoboCop, which we all want, um, but as well as facilitating uh, the robot apocalypse where they become sentient and then, uh, you know, you know the end of the story, Gonzo. Yeah, and one of the big issues, I think I reported this in Age of Deceit 2, but uh, one of the scientists, the brain scientists that I quoted in the film was talking about the, the big problem, the big barrier for, uh, for us to figure out how the brain works is the energy consumption. Where does the brain, how does the brain operate on such, how does it process so much information with such little energy? Uh, maybe because God created humanity. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but they're trying to figure that out. So that, that's been a big barrier. So gotcha, this is a big science. Step. Yeah, this is a big step in that direction in terms of uh, figuring out how the human brain works. Man trying to play God. Yeah, not just figuring it out, but recreating it. Recreating it, it. yeah, yeah. Well, they need to figure it out to recreate it. That's right. Okay, Um, one more little update, and then we'll uh, we got some fun stuff to do. Yeah, we we'll try to blast through the the Satanist type stuff. We can go through it pretty quickly here. So okay, uh, let's see. This is a quick space update. Space, do it. Update. Hit the jingle, man. Space, 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 space. Successful deployment of 60 Starlink satellites confirmed. We got 60 more, baby. And if you're watching on the screen, uh, allegedly, this is uh, Starlink, the giant satellites that are uh, allegedly, I'm going to keep saying allegedly, orbiting (laughs) around the Earth to beam down internet. This is the uh, Elon Musk project to get internet to everybody on all corners of the plank cake. Nice. And uh, I mean, it, it looks like a giant yeah. Optimus Y'all Prime. You know what Starlink is. We, could, yeah. we, we get these Starlink updates every once in a while because we got to keep track of how many satellites we got up there. And now we got 60 more. That yep. just keeps going, man. I know. Uh, right. How many are they going to have? Like millions or something? I think 12,000. Well, they got approved for a couple million or something, right? Yeah, they first got approved for like 12 or 16,000. And then I think it got raised to 60,000. And then I'm sure it got raised again. Okay. So, yeah, they're, they're approved for too many, too many yeah. satellites. Let's, let's blast through the Satanist stuff and then we'll just do all the, the thank yous at the end if you want. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. Oh, okay. Right. Um, I don't like doing the thank yous at the end. Okay. All right. Fine. Let's I do don't the know. thank yous then. Let's just do it real quick. We'll okay, just take a really quick break. Okay. Real quick break. It's break time. That's right. Come on. Take a break, everybody. Uh, We want to give some shout outs and some thank yous to some very important people. Um, um, We got some more Twitch followers, but I'll give them just very quick shout outs. Just a couple of dings here. We got CJ for Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, Super Duper 007. (laughs) Got Ultra Braun. One, two, three. We got John Nada, eight o'clock AM. We got I'm I am cool. <laughs> you are cool. Ooh, I like this one. We got Crusader for the little guy. Woo! Thanks, Crusader for the little guy. Um, and I think that's all we got. Okay, now for some other very important people we need to thank. And just to let everybody know how and why we're doing this. Here's the thing, folks. We're a value for value proposition here. 
We, uh, as you've heard in the top of the show, we have eschewed the shackles of corporate money. What does that mean? Well, we don't do advertising on the show very consciously. Bad business decision, but at least we can get to sleep at night. Because what is uh, what is advertising done for this world? Absolutely nothing. And it's created the whole uh, issue where especially news sites, um, but it's all about eyeballs. You do whatever you got to do. You say whatever you got to say. You uh, bend the knee to whoever you got to bend the knee to to get the highest amount of viewers so that you can get paid that money uh, by gaining the trust and the attention of your viewers, listeners, and then selling that attention for your own personal gain. Doesn't sound very cool now, does it? That's right. So that's why we're value for value. We do the show. We put work in, folks. This is our fourth show this week, and uh, we give it out to you for free. And then you have the opportunity, if you get any value out of the show, to put value back in. And so the circle continues. So we can continue doing the show and we can only continue doing the show by uh, thanking uh, some very generous producers for contributing financially to the show. And that's what we're going to do now. And that's right. I called them producers because if you give to the show, you are a producer. That's what producers do. Executive producers, all sorts of uh, producers. Uh, part of what they do is pay for the show. And they're not just listeners. They're not just audience members. Uh, they are part of what makes the show run. So let's thank them, Gonzo, over on Patreon.com. First of all, thank you, Mary. That's Mary. right. Thank you very much. Mary came in on June 4th. And also Chris came in. Thank you very much, Chris. Then we got an upgraded pledge from Cynthia. Thank, thank you very much, Cynthia. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And there we go. Those are our uh, new and upgraded producers here on the show today. Some of them are in the chat, so everybody make sure to thank them there as well. You guys are helping to keep the show going. Um, yep. Gons, who do you got over there? Uh, PayPal. We got uh, PayPal people coming in. Jason. 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 Thank you very oh, much. Sorry. There it is. And Brett. Thank you, Brett, for. Thank you very much, Brett. Support on PayPal. And, and uh, yeah. I actually. Oh, do you have the uh, CCR PayPal ones? I don't. But I I'm can sorry. Try Patreon. To I got it. Oh, you got it. And on the Canary Cry Radio Patreon, patreon.com slash Canary Cry Radio, big old shout out to producer Jack. Jack Jack Sparrow. (laughs) And uh, producer Stacy. Stacy. Stacy Abrams. Yep. Stacy Abrams (laughs) supports the show. Uh, Tristan. Tristan. Tristan Thompson. Yep. That's a, that's a, Obscure NBA reference. Sorry about that. And one more from CJ. CJ. Thank you very much, guys. Make sure to thank these people in the chat. They are producers of the show. They help keep it going. And if you out there want to help the show uh, keep going, you if you get value out of the show, go to patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. And uh, there's different levels there you can join up. You can also go to patreon.com slash Canary Cry Radio. Either one of those will work. And uh, become a producer. Support the show. We'll give you a shout out because you deserve it. Dang it. Also, 
You can go to CanaryCryRadio at uh, dot com slash support. CanaryCryRadio dot com slash support. That's right. And over there, you've got PayPal options. You've got recurring donation options and one-time donation options, as well as uh, cryptocurrency. So if you want to send over some cryptocurrency, you'll have to email us your name if you send us cryptocurrency because it's anonymous on the black web, dark web, whatever it's called. <laughs> no, it's um, not. I know. Yes, it is. So there you <laughs> so there you go. Thank you very much for everybody who supports the show. Um, you guys are the best. And remember, you can support the show in all sorts of ways, but definitely financial uh, support is essential to keep the show going for the longevity of the show. But not even just that, to keep it, uh, to keep. Uh, to keep Gons and I from needing to go out and get advertisers. We get, I've said it before, I'm not bragging, but we get a lot of requests for advertising on the show because we've got great listeners who continue to continue to listen. Uh, but we have turned down every opportunity and some of them are very big opportunities um, because we don't believe in gaining your trust and your attention, turning it around and selling it to a corporation. So you're welcome. And now it's uh, you guys have the opportunity to help keep the show going. So <laughs> thank you, you very much. Did you give a shout out to eight hairy legs on Twitch? No, not following <laughs> us yet. I see him in the chat. That's yeah, really they're in name. Twitch. I don't know. Maybe they followed a long time ago. Eight hairy legs. Love the name. Very funny. Eight hairy legs. We bring all <laughs> sorts of species to the show. Um, are you ready for the some of the? Let's blast through some of the Satan stuff. Let's do it. We got some satanic updates. <laughs> He's a Satanist from one of the Satanist churches here, where they sacrifice babies. What do you got? <laughs> this is a video that went viral. This is uh, some Satanists. Uh, self-proclaimed atheist Satanists protesting for the Black Lives Matter uh, stuff here. This uh, clip is of a group of hooded individuals uh, mm -hmm. holding a pentagram or no, pent well, yeah, it is a pentagram uh, banner and walking by and here's the uh, audio here. Satanic temple? We're atheists and we're Satanists. Are you for or against Trump? We're against Trump. Why? Why do you think he's going to take most of our rights away? Not happy about that. We want to protect you. So there you go. Some Satanists want to protect us. They just care about us, man. That's nice of them. It's a theme. I do got to say, uh, the Twitch user, the Black Pope, said uh, they donated 60 bucks on PayPal, but no oh. shout out. Did he not shout out the $60 one? We saw that come in, Black Pope. I'm sorry. Let me see if... Um, That's okay. Pope. Thank you. We're on shouting PayPal? you out now. Okay. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you, you very you. much. Look, Let's even see. the Black Pope supports the show, folks. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's, that's one way to people just tuning in are just like no not listening to the show they talk about satanists and the black pope supports them yeah yeah okay, okay. so um let's it's you a got theme. more to say about those satanists no, oh they care really. about us satanists care about you man they care about us and it, it's definitely a theme uh throughout this whole thing here but before we uh get to it let's let's do another quick uh, Satanist update here. He's a Satanist yeah. from one of the Satanist churches here where they sacrifice babies. 
I just love that clip. And we can play the yeah, whole thing now because we're already demonetized. So, you know, that guy's probably <laughs> demonetized for sure. <laughs> Who knows where that guy's at? Yeah. Um, this is from mg.co.za. Satanists say hell no to gatherings during level three. Mm. Followers of the horned god must practice their beliefs in private, says the South African Satanic Church. Believed to be the first registered church of its kind in South Africa, the church said earlier this week that it believed it was safer for its members to stay home at present. The new Stage 3 lockdown rules allow for limited gatherings by faith-based organizations. The SASC, South African Satanic Church, advice to believers is contrary to its founding ethos of wanting to come out of the shadows and change what it claims is a misrepresentation of its beliefs. Quote, the church council decided that we will not have gatherings or rituals or Bible study meetings until there is a drastic decrease in the number of people being infected with COVID-19 in South Africa, said the church's co-founder, Rian Swagelar. As Satanists, we first and foremost hold science and rational thought to be indicating factor in determining the safety of our congregation. Online platforms have been implemented and put into place. Swigelar said the church has been streaming services and meetings and blah, 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 blah. So there you go. <laughs> Satanic church. Uh, if, if anything, COVID has kept the Satanists at home. Um, well, at least these Satanists, I'm curious what a Bible study looks like for Satanists. And I'm assuming they're talking about the Satanic Bible, but perhaps it is the regular, you know, the, the, you know, the word of God and they're in there. Is it like they read a passage and they go, no, that's wrong. <laughs> John, we believe 3, the opposite for God so loved the world. No, no. He hated the world. Opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez okay all right so here's a here's another one he's a satanist from one of the satanist churches here where they sacrifice babies ghgossip.com i have sold my soul to satan he's my lord and master mm. oh, it's really depressing nigerian lady says on social media of course i don't know oh, why nigerian it's a whole lady. story uh diane who's a beautiful nigerian lady Identified as uh, Diane Emily Kazmi. Wow, we are plummeting down the charts on Twitch, guns. <laughs> oh, no, they don't. They don't like us don't like talking, us talking about, about the Satanists. Apparently, <laughs> we're down to like tenth now. Oh no, it's okay. Um, Diane says she had sold her soul to the devil and called out those who insult her since she made the declaration on her Facebook page, according to the University of Cape Town. According to the University of Cape Town graduate, she sold her soul to Satan because she does not want heaven without money. In her post, Diane expressed that her life and soul is hers to do what she wants, and she decided to trade it with a master that would provide. She wrote, quote, stupid, jobless, poor, hungry Nigerians. I sold my soul to Satan. So what? It's my life and soul. So I decide on which master to trade it with. I don't want you no go, heaven without money. Hail Satan, NDIS, whatever, her little website. Wow. So, okay. uh, yeah. I don't I know mean, if there's any money in hell either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she or might maybe get there some. Is. It would, that it would truly be hellish if you go to hell and you still have to pay taxes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, you, you know, the mark of the beast has to do with... Uh, the Satan there, and that certainly has connections to money and monetary 
systems. Yeah. So yeah. Speaking of which, back when we were doing the uh, the producer shout outs, uh, a chatter said, give in secret and God will reward you openly. Dot, dot, dot. Just saying. Mm. Totally cool. If you want to produce the show and don't want to shout out, uh, just send us a message. We will not shout you out. Try not I don't to want the shout, shout outs to scare anybody away. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to be shouted out, you just let us know. You can still give. Yeah. So it may be too late, but if not, uh, pray for Diane over here that mm-hmm. claiming she sold her soul on, on social medias. All right. Yeah. This is the last story Jesus we got. can buy it back. She, he can. I, I'm confident, even though, uh, unless they change their DNA to Nephilim or something. Mm. Okay, last one here. I'm just going to go right into it. This is gamesradar.com. Hellstrom returns in two Son of Satan collections this fall ahead of TV show. Ooh. Yeah, Marvel's Son of Satan has two more planned collections on the horizon. Marvel's comic book trader distributor Hatchet has listed a pair of previously unsolicited collections featuring Damon Hellstrom, the Son of Satan for release in October and November, possibly to coincide with the upcoming Hellstrom TV show. The listing debuted on the book industry marketplace platform Edelweiss, created by Gary Friedrich and Herb Trimp in the 70s. Hellstrom is the son of Satan, as his epigraph denotes, or at least of the Marvel Universe's equivalent characters, and alongside his sister Satana, practices magic to hold back evil forces. He's a Satanist from one of the Satanist churches here where they sacrifice babies. So he sacrifices babies to hold back the forces of evil, fighting evil with magic. That's the end of the story. Classic. That's all Classic I move. Um, I do want to, I do want to say, uh, Ken before the storm on YouTube says, press one. If you think Basil needs a long vacation, <laughs> thank you. I don't know if that was meant to, to be hurtful or, or, <laughs> or nice, whatever it is. I could use a vacation. Yeah. And, um, I think that just about wraps up the show guns. Yeah, did, did you have anything else at the end here? I, I don't, I have to really, really okay. get on the move here. Yeah, we both have hard outs. We got to get out of here, folks. But thank you so much for listening to the show, watching the show live. Very important. I do want to give a couple of shout outs to uh, an upgraded pledge, upgraded uh, producer pledge from Jan. Jan coming in, upgrading again. I know Jan is killing it. Everybody. You, you gotta we like Jan because she's keeping the show going. <laughs> and then uh, I also want to give a shout out to a new patron named Kathleen, producer hey. Kathleen. Thank hey, you so Kathleen. much, Kathleen, and thank you, Jan. Uh, there we go, live on the show. People uh, supporting, very important, very, very cool. cool. Thank you so much, and we'll be giving more shout outs next show on Monday. Remember, we do three shows a week, unless it's a very special week. Um, so next week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We will be uh, doing shows again. We'll be back, so make sure to tune in. I want to mention this because uh, a, a listener uh, made me aware of it. it. Make sure you hit the little bell button. Make sure you're getting the notifications. A lot mm. of people uh, are uh, not getting notifications. If you want notifications, uh, just turn on your notification settings. Uh, there should be a little bell. Of course, on YouTube, you can do this. And then on Twitch, Twitch is actually significantly better um, about sending notifications. So I will say to those who, even if you want to watch the show on YouTube, you should follow us on Twitch 
because you'll get the notification. And that's very important. Then you can tune in wherever you want. So make sure you're getting the notifications. We'll be back on Monday sometime between noon and uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So keep that in mind. <laughs> sometime between time. noon and 5. Yes, yeah, so that'll be our start time. Um, we often go longer than five, uh, but uh, that's that's we'll start sometime in that window. Um, so turn on notifications and get ready to rumble, people, because we'll be back on Monday. Um, let's see. There's a bunch of other great ways to support the show, and I really want to uh, I want to see some of this, folks. Uh, first of all, remember, if you miss the live show, that's totally okay. The, the video stays up on Twitch for a while and it'll be on YouTube. But uh, we also put this out as a podcast, uh, an actual real life podcast <laughs> that you can get on any podcast player on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, places like that. One really important thing we need you guys to do. Uh, and if you can't give financially, that's okay. Okay, another great way to support the show is by leaving a rating and a review. You got We got to get a bunch more of those. So please, if you're just sitting there and you're wondering what you're going to do next, uh, head to Apple Podcasts or iTunes or Stitcher somewhere. Leave a rating and a review on the show. Um, that helps tell the uh, the robots, the algorithms, to share the show with more people. And uh, if we get some good ones, we'll read them on the show because people leave some really funny, really good uh, reviews. So it's a it's good content. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure to do that. Another great way to support the show, if you've already left a rating and a review, is to send the show to somebody else. Pick an episode that you enjoyed. Uh, send it to somebody in your life who is woke or needs to wake up either way send them uh, send them the show give them uh, an opportunity to get a get an insight into what's really going on in the world um so please do that that the uh, you know the the hand-to-hand what am i saying mouth to mouth what? word of where, mouth where word of mouth <laughs> if you word want to mouth. if you want to share the show mouth to mouth too mouth we, to we recommend that it is consensual <laughs> <laughs> yes ask first at least know their name and then uh share oh share gosh. an episode with them that's a great <laughs> the podcast is free to answer your question rice dude 75 um you had a couple funny uh, moments there you, you know. uh, called jews out now you're oh god sharing. no 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 we don't need to bring that back up all right everybody uh so share the show with somebody that'll yes. be a great way to support the show as well and don't forget us for next week patreon.com slash ccnt patreon.com slash canary cry radio and also canarycryradio.com slash support canary CryRadio.com slash support. Canary Screamer in the chat said foot in mouth. I think that's, <laughs> yeah. yes, that's very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everybody. Now, here's the thing. Y'all know people who are still getting their news from their Facebook feed or the mainstream media. And here's what you got to do. You got to walk right up to them. You got to grab them by the cage and you got to shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never rattle a few cages.
Fat. 